0: Hey, I'm Marcus And I'm Nick We are Working Class Nerds Cue the intro
1: That's right. We are Working Class Nerds, the podcast that gives you no information about your favorite information.
0: Today is Thursday, May 27th, 2021, and you can find this 107 podcast on Apple Podcasts, Buzzbrow Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find the podcast, the podcast can be found. You can also watch me completely fail at video games at twitch.tv slash marcus b814. you can also find me completely fail at
1: video games at twitch.tv slash nickvern51.
0: And you can find the both of us on Twitter. I am at
1: MarcusB814. And I am at Nick Vern, that's NickVern. That's N-I-C-K-V-E-R. And in this week's episode, we're talking about the newest and greatest High Republic novel, Into the Dark. Joining us today is our great friend of the podcast, Kitty. Kitty Kisses is an amazing Sotor Twitch streamer and an even better gentleman. And scholar. And scholar. Oh. So, Kitty, welcome back to the show. And what have you been up to?
2: Well, guys, thank you for that nice intro. That was very, very, very kind of you. I Nick, have... was, Nick was
0: completely telling the truth. I was, you know, just kind of nodding and smiling. I get it.
2: it. <laughs> I get it. I know. I know what's up. I know what's going on. Um, I have been streaming SWOTOR and being very busy in real life, blah, blah, blah. And in being so busy, I uh, messed up my knee pretty bad and I have been hobbling around and it sucks. Uh, It's only been like three days and I am done with it. It sucks. And, uh, it's making me very tired. But I can imagine. I did find a couple things that really suck about having a bum knee. Uh, basically, I can't bend it at all, right? So I have to kind of just keep it as straight as possible because if I bend it, it hurts like a mofo. And um, a couple things that are very difficult to do when you have a knee injury like this. One is I don't have a car, so I have to ride my bike everywhere. I have Ooh. been riding my bike around with one leg, like cranking one leg to get to work. <laughs> oh, that is awful. Difficult. It sucks. But I figure, you know what? It's a workout and I need to get exercise somehow. So, but man, after I get like, after working on it all day and then getting on a bike and riding all the way home with one leg, cause I have toe clips so I can, you know, crank it. no, nah, no. Nah, 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 Um, my legs are really sore. Like the half of my body that I usually use. That's not when it's not injured is like super sore from, (laughs) from using it on the bicycle. But another thing that sucks super bad is walking downstairs. Like I have to go step and then bring my other foot down to the same step and then step. So it takes forever. And I am, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but I am when I I don't do it because uh, I'm like uh, trying to impress anybody, but I always have to run upstairs. I don't know why. Like all my life, I've just sprinted upstairs. So now being super slow on stairs, it drives me
1: crazy. I can imagine.
2: And the worst thing about this leg not being able to bend your leg is when you're taking a shit. Yes. Having to have my legs stretched out while I'm trying to take a poopy sucks.
1: It's terrible. it's terrible. Yeah, you gotta elevate the leg to the cheek out of the way. Oh, it's just
2: the worst. Yeah. And uh, uh thank God I have a bidet. That's all I have to say.
1: Bidet okay, so for the win. I completely agree. Marcus, have you ever used a bidet? Yes. Um I will describe my bidet interactions later. Unless you had Unless you were done.
2: No, yeah, I'm done. I, I am. I love. I have a bidet. I love the bidet. I send bidets to friends. In fact, I think uh, what do you or both of you need a bidet. <laughs> it's the fucking best, and it's so easy to set up. And let me tell you, it hits it's, the target every time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how it aims, but yeah, no matter what position I'm sitting you. in,
0: uh, it's
2: like,
1: yeah.
0: So do you dry off after? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: You give it a little, you know, like a little tiny bit of toilet paper. Boop, boop, boop. Done. Good to go. Never are the days where I'm ever touching poop and accidentally, you know, poop (laughs) on my finger. finger. Those days are over.
1: Exactly. Dude. My. Oh, my God. So I have. So uh, the apartment. First of all, let me just say. I moved into an apartment. Anyways. So the previous tenants were a Turkish family. And as I'm sure most people know, most folks in the rest of the world enjoy bidets, including Mm. Turkish people. So they left their bidet on the toilet. Oh God, yes. So it's staying. So it's, oh yeah, it's ours now. We own that bidet. When I first sat down on a bidet,
2: I went, oh, man, I hope this thing hits the target, turned it on, bam,
1: bullseye. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa! It's like, <laughs> it's like a power. It's very jarring. It is awesome, though. I don't <laughs> It's like a power washer directly. And Like, imagine the Wait, giant. Is it a real soap? bidet or is it like the tushy? No, well, it's an attachment. It's not built into the toilet. Okay. But still, I mean, a bidet is a bidet. It sprays water. Well, no, I understand asshole.
0: that. But like they have like that thing that's called Tushy and it looks yeah. right up. Yeah, it's the same. It's like not a Tushy
1: brand, but it's the same style. it's right. okay.
2: a little cave. You turn this switch and a little fireman comes out with a hose and nails you right in the Rusty Sheriff's badge. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I think happens. <laughs> that's precisely exactly what happens. Words, but
1: uh, Yeah. Uh, I don't know if ours is just like particularly strong or what like if you like we I tried it without sitting on it and it hit like the wall in front of the toilet oh like, yeah, halfway up the window yeah I've it, been, it like sprays up at it.
2: I've been cleaning the toilet you know, and then accidentally hit the little uh the,
1: the little the lever de- or yeah
2: the, and it just shot but yeah. uh I just think about being you know pre bidet days. Thinking about just smushing shit all over myself, yeah. Instead of hairy? it with water, like yeah. if that ever happened, if shit ever touched any part of your body, <laughs> you would at the least hit it Wash with it. water, right? Why right. won't are you, are you do that after taking it? a shit? Just yeah. smushing shit against yourself is
1: your hairy is a butt crack. It's
2: a thing of the past.
1: Exactly. Once They're you go awesome. bidet, you never go you back. You never go back.
2: In fact, no. I, oh we don't, God. of course, we don't have one at work. And I'm right. like, oh man, I had to go, uh, you know, once at work. And I was like, I felt like a fucking savage.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I actually at work in my desk, I have wet wipes oh in like God. a pack Oof. for just in case because you can't, you can't go all dry no. after the bidet.
2: It's, it's but, I'm so glad that you have one.
1: Yes, I can completely 100% relate.
2: I love it. We got to
1: Wait. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Wait. What's the Imperial March for?
2: Oh, that was a uh someone was calling me. Oh. All right. Telemarketer um, it said. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile back at the ranch. So I've also this
0: wait, week. Can go I, I got to can I circle back real quick, Nick? Yeah, yeah, what's up? I just laughed my balls off for 5 minutes because we went from talking about into the dark to going into your buttholes
2: into a different dark. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The darkest (laughs) of darks.
0: So (laughs) did you like get into like a bike accident where you fucked up your knee?
1: Oh yeah. Let's hear more about that.
2: No, what happened is that I skateboarded way past my prime and it has fucked my body up. So I, from this, so I was riding my bicycle as I have to, um, coming back from the store and I felt like something poking from underneath my kneecap, like the top behind the top of the kneecap, but behind it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. And I just powered through. And then I got home and did a bunch of housework where I was kneeling on, on my knees. And then I woke up the next day and I couldn't bend my knee and I was in horrible pain. So I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but I think it was a, a previous injury just kind of came back and.
1: Um, I'm not an orthopedic surgeon and I haven't seen imaging of your knee, but it sounds meniscus E if that makes sense, which is not that big a deal.
2: Is that like a, a Keebler product?
1: <laughs> meniscus, yeah, that's a, that's the cookies with the coconut. Meniscus biscuit. It's Yeah. <laughs> So, like, I'll, I'll give a quick v- a verbal anatomy lesson. All right. Hold your two uh, hands together in fists with the knuckles facing each other, okay? Okay. If you will. So, if you imagine that's the two bones in your leg that come together to form your knee, right? Okay. You've got uh, tendons, and, or sorry, ligaments. There's four of them that hold together. ACL, PCL. Those are two in the middle that cross. Then MCL and LCL on the outside. By your thumb and pinky respectively. Mm-hmm. Now in, in between your knuckles now, you've got a big old pad of cartilage. Um, that is called your meniscus. And if you bend your knees in funky ways like skateboarding, sometimes you can tear it. Um, and now that gets super compressed when you bend your knee a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so it can if you have a problem with your meniscus or you worsened it doing something, um, and then you're spending a lot of time bending your knees or like on your knee while it's bent, then it can put extra pressure on it and maybe tear it a little more or just aggravate it enough to where it hurts a ton. Hmm. So what do I do to to fix it? So it depends. So I think what I tore my meniscus in high school and most people um want to get surgery so what they do is they take the torn portion of it and they make a clean slice to, so it's not all jagged and flapping and giving off little like meniscus confetti in that in that um, joint space gotcha joint yes so then if that's the case then they'll go in and, and take it out for me I was 18 at the time and they said hey um, you're you have like a spider web tear or they call it a complex tear over like half your meniscus oh so we shit so, like, I, I had some pain, but it wasn't, like, debilitating. Like, look, if you can get through this and do some physical therapy, eventually it'll scar up, and then you should be largely okay. Okay. And um, I did, and it's fine. But my the other option was cut off the torn part, and then I would just have half a meniscus, and then I have cartilage on cartilage from the, the, the uh, two bones in my knee, which turns into bone on bone. They're like, look, if we do that, you're going to need a knee replacement by the time you're, like, 40. And I'm like, well, it doesn't hurt that bad. So... The long story short is you should probably go see a doctor and they'll probably do some imaging on your knee.
2: Yeah, that's I, what I, I figured. Guess. I'm going to wait until I can actually get to a doctor and yeah. then I'm going to go in and have it looked at because thank I, God I have yeah. insurance, so I might I, as well. I, I,
1: it, sometimes the orthopedic folks take a long time to book an appointment though, so if it's really bothering you, see what your primary says or at least give them a call. Yeah, you my
2: primary is in the, in the middle of moving locations, so... I kinda okay. have to wait a little bit, but I'm I think I'm just gonna take a chopstick and jam some memory foam in there or you know, some of that spray foam stuff that you used for cracks. Flex seal? Flex seal. Just slap Thank you. slap it on there. Yeah, I'll do that.
1: <laughs> and then it should the, be good to go. And
2: then the, I'll let the Nixu lick it
1: until it feels better. Perfect. That sounds like okay. a perfectly reasonable. <laughs> oh, no, I appreciate it. Fair, I, I will plan. take your
2: advice. Um, you, you telling me to put ice on it really has helped like every day it's getting a little bit better so
1: oh I, actually because i okay cool i think i was surprised moxie like knew so much about it for well, moxie knows everything
2: she's yeah. like super super smart
1: i was like was like oh i get to be nerdy and like typing away and then she's like saying the same things i am faster than me i'm like damn it you're stealing my thunder moxie <laughs> 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 I, I can't refute any of this it's all exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> um yeah, but Anyways. I'm not too
2: worried about it because it is getting better every That's day. Good. And then I'm like, uh, like tomorrow I have to go to the I have to go to the pharmacy, which is about a mile away. So I'm gonna walk uphill and ride my bike downhill. Walk up the hill, ride my bike down the hill.
1: <laughs> yeah, and make keep that brace on for sure. Oh, or yeah, just yeah, take yeah. an Uber. You could Uber.
2: I I'm too fucking stubborn. I'm like, oh no, if it's like ten dollars. Then I'm not gonna do it. Which it's not the money, it's the it's me being like, eh, I need to I need to get
1: some exercise. I getcha. Yeah. Well, I'm optimistic about your knee.
2: Oh, uh, it feels better series. My wait, what? Hold on. Oh, my
1: knee said thank you. Oh, oh. oh my god. Thank you, Nick.
2: I appreciate your optimism.
1: Oh, I found the problem right there. You got a little baby back bitch knee. Pokey day. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, meanwhile, back at the ranch. I got a Sith holocron. I saw that. Uh, Marcus went to Disney, if you didn't know. Which is why Matt, we took a week off from podcasting. Uh, we yeah. So just for the record, yeah, I got like seven text
0: messages and Discord DMs. I think there was like a total of fifteen asking me if I was okay because I didn't, didn't realize because we didn't announce on the podcast because there's people that listen to the podcast that don't
1: just listen to stream that
0: don't go to the stream. Yeah, so they. They messaged me, they DM me thin- and said, are you guys okay? Because you guys didn't do a podcast this week. And I said, I'm in Disney World. They're like, well, thanks for letting me know, Yeah, I forgot, I forgot to <laughs> do the crossover.
1: I think that was Matt being like, thanks for letting me know, douche. He was one of like 14. Yeah. But we care about Matt a lot. Um, so anyways, Marcus went Maybe to Disney. You do. Uh, you do too. Don't give me that. Uh, of course I do. I do. Uh, but, uh, Kitty, you <laughs> care about everybody, which is why we love you. The... Um, Sith Holocron, Nick. yes. So it's red. It lights up. It's a triangular pyramid. Um, it makes cool noises. And then I found because I read the instructions. on So like that's Marcus, the key for Nick.
0: Nick read the instructions. I just opened up the bag and was like, "Cool, it turns on."
1: So I when <laughs> that's like a great <laughs> bonus, uh, a window into our two respective personalities. When I worked with Marcus, if there was something complicated that needed instructions, he just didn't even look at it. and He handed it to me. He was like, "Nick, you're the instructions guy." But that, I don't read
2: knowing that and having your, you know, you guys are so close that you can outsource that to each other.
3: Right. You know, which so, is
2: a great time save.
0: Sidebar. So when I first got Julia, my daughter, her swing set, this is yeah. before my son. Yeah. I had a guy that worked with me and then Nick worked with me. And one day I just said, guys we're meeting at my house. They're like, for what? I said, don't worry about it. Cause if I told them they would have been pissed off, they showed up, there was a pile of wood. They said, what's this for? We're building a swing set. And they're (laughs) like, what? And I was like, yep, don't worry. I've got it figured out. Scott, you're going to hand me the parts and hold stuff. I'm going to screw the parts together. Nick is the instruction guy. He's going to tell us where to put the part and how to put the part. We're not going to argue with him where the part goes. We're just going to do it. And it, six hours later, she came out for her nap, lit up. It was
2: done. Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yes. So, Nick, um, whose holocron is it? It's Darth Bane's holocron. Oh which is epic. And what? Marcus didn't realize it. There's no like writing on it that says, hey, it's Darth Bane, but the voice of the Sith that talks, it, it tells a story where it's clearly Darth Bane. Um, I should have just brought it with me, but I'm paraphrasing. He says, uh, something, he talks some smack in the, as, as the first thing he says. He says something to the effect of like, uh, the Sith were all greedy. I killed them all. Uh, I established this legacy. And passed my knowledge down to only one person and so obviously the person who did that is darth bane so it's darth bane's holocron which is pretty epic and that's
0: awesome yeah and nick you should make that your starting screen uh video it's just a, a holocron spinning and, and with it, that that Audio. sound yes that's a great idea and you Ooh. could record that sound and then jack up the volume so people could hear it right
1: i'll just and- put it right up to the mic
0: no, you, yeah. I, well, you would need to record it and then boost it
1: up.
2: I yeah. bet you could find a good recording of the monologue online. I yeah. bet you could. Yeah.
1: yeah. I uh, it, it's, it's awesome, though. I, I was like so pleasantly surprised when I clicked it and then it started talking. And I realized, oh, my God, that's Bane. That's so, awesome. You know, well, it was live. Yeah, it was live on Marcus's um, comeback stream. Yes, Batu unboxing stream. I was there um, for that. I didn't, oh, sure. I
2: didn't realize it was Bane's holocron. Yes. Wow. That's that's that. What a what a coincidence. It's that's awesome. your favorite yeah. Sith, and you got that holocron.
1: Ex- I, now, now I'm curious to know if they're different. Wow, that was fantastic. Marcus also got a lightsaber keychain that's like an exact replica of Luke's first one slash Anakin's, and he just poked himself in the eye with it by accident.
2: i <laughs> laughed <laughs> because I would have probably done the same thing. If
1: exactly. I had it, so. <laughs> um, I also played some Call of Duty with friend of the pod Joey Feta last night, which
0: I called your uh, your bitch ass out and yes. made you fucking turn on your stream. I'm like, you're playing Call of Duty and you're not streaming it. Like, shut the fuck up and turn it on. You don't need the camera. Right. And then the camera eventually came. Yeah. But what was sweet is I actually want to play zombies now because I watched you do it and it does look pretty dope. Yeah. So if you didn't stream that, I still wouldn't want to play zombies. But right. now I want to
1: play zombies. Right. So we played two different game modes we played. So Call of Duty right now has a um, 80s action hero like event going on. So they added Rambo as a car- as a skin and also uh John a, McClane John McClane from Die Hard. That's the oh, skin.
2: Oh no way. Yes. yes. That's
1: so, great. you have to you have to buy them obviously, but like and then a lot of the game modes are 80s themed. So um one of them is cranked. So they have make, make like different game modes where it's it's cranked. So like that old Jason Statham movie, where oh, like
2: right, right, if you slow down, you die. If you slow
1: down, you die. So in this, if you kill somebody, you have thirty seconds to kill someone else, or you explode. And in zombies, it's the same way. So like, if you once you start killing a zombie at the beginning of the round, you have to keep killing zombies, uh, like, or you explode. And it, the timer gets shorter and shorter as the rounds go up, so like you're constantly running around, like trying to find shoot zombies. Oh, that's which is cool. Fantastic. Is, and they're hey, running at you.
2: Is the John McLean wearing a tank top and no shoes? Of course he is. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> he's wearing a tank That's top. I, I forgot his bottoms, but it's like movie authentic and he's no shoes. That's great. Yeah. Um. I also, I got, speaking of stream stuff, I got a brand spanking new logo, which if you go into the Working Class Nerds Discord, uh, the link for which you can find all over the place at workingclassnerds.com, you can see it. It's epic. Oh, my God. You're the worst marketer ever. Or, everybody, you
0: can go to twitch.tv slash Vern 51 and see true. it for yourself. Click that follow button and show Nick some love.
2: That's true. <laughs> so disappointed <laughs> well, in you,
0: Nick.
1: Let's go on the Wayback Machine.
3: <laughs>
1: Fail. Anyway. So I also got this great new logo. You can go to twitch.tv slash Vern 51 Where did
0: the logo come from?
1: It came from Marcus.
0: So the guy who does all my logo stuff, his name's Karis. Uh, I commissioned him to do it because Nick needed it. And I feel like Nick is like a, I don't want to say a visual guy, but like Nick is the, he's the queen of procrastination. So like, yes, if he can procrastinate something for just another 10 minutes, he will. I do. I do but, it every morning. Yes. But <laughs> yeah, it's called the snooze button. Yes. But if you push him. And you do something like this. Now he has a new logo. Now that's going to drive him to stream more and you push him. Yeah. Now there's no reason why he doesn't click the go live button. Exactly.
1: Yeah. This is a good point. Fair (laughs) point. Logo
2: looks awesome though. It
0: looks really, really good. It's actually Nick.
1: Yeah. It's me with like, um, some Sith colored eyes Mm -hmm. and like a Sith hood on. And then of course, like the red and black theme, which is pretty epic. Very cool. Um, Obviously I have finished uh, into the dark because we're going to be chatting about it later, but I'm also most of the way through uh, the newest Thrawn book Thrawn Ascendancy. So
0: I started listening to it and because we were doing into the dark and I haven't read into the dark since it came out like three months ago or two yeah. months ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I started listening to it again. So I stopped the Thrawn book about halfway through. Yeah. I'll probably start it over. um, I think it's pretty good, right now.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, I I'll, I can be honest about it. I think it's my least favorite of the Thrawn books so far. Well, I have see. I haven't gotten
0: into the thick
1: yet. Yeah, I've got like four hours left of, on the thing.
0: Yeah, so you're probably about to jump on the the crazy train. Yeah. Um, I just feel like. I feel like *Heir to the Empire* is the greatest Star Wars book ever ri- written, and then uh, *Dark Force Rising* and what was the third one? I like the whatever, whatever the original Thrawn trilogy was. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was so good, and and Timothy Zahn is an amazing author. Yeah, but I feel like even the second trilogy of Thrawn was good, but not great. No, it was good, but I think this trilogy is missing something because I know it's about the ascendancy and clearly this trilogy is going to end with him being cast on that planet. Yeah. Being like kicked out of the ascendancy
1: and he that's how he ends well, up he get, the Empire. Yeah,
0: but you don't know if he's kicked out or he's just tricked to go there. Right. Like, Or maybe he volunteers or Kind of like Palpatine sent all the Jedi as far away from Coruscant as possible so he could execute Order 66. Right. Anyway, but so, uh, stay tuned because I'll talk about that once I finish the book too.
3: Okay.
1: Um, yes. Th- to clarify, this is Thron Ascendancy colon Greater Good.
3: So yes, yeah, the it's third the book, right? second book in the newest oh, it's trilogy. A thir- the there's second.
1: A, hmm. So like, I, I'm hoping I read the description for the third book that comes out in August, and I'm ho- it seems like that's going to be a little more exciting. I just think like this is sort of an in between. There's not like a lot of like well defined like this is a villain. This is the conflicts. You know, well, well, I think the ascendancy isn't like that. Yeah. I think it's very
0: political and very like, Conniving and, yeah, and like moral high ground, like conspiracy and like, how can we screw Thrawn over and stuff like that? Right. I won't go into spoilers about that. Yeah.
1: But yes. So, anywho, but I've had a great week. A great couple weeks, actually. I'm a very, very happy camper. So, Marcus, how's it going? And what have you been up to? Uh <sighs>
2: It's finally my turn. Anyway, so I was going to talk about me a little bit more, but I guess we can talk about. Martin.
0: <laughs> no, so... Show me you, what you got. If you don't know, I went to Disney. Shout out to everybody who was pissed off that didn't know I was going to Disney. Sorry. Um, went to Disney. This time, it was for my kids, but one day was for me. Yes. Like, I was like, on the Wednesday I was there, I was at Hollywood Studios, I said... Like, the kids needed their, like, little nappy poo, and they were going to go to the pool, and I was like, see you later, everybody. I'm staying at Hollywood Studios all goddamn day. And Is that where Galaxy's Edge is? Yes. Yeah. And so I decided before I went that I was going to do this, and I got this great idea on, like, well, why not just stream it? And, you know, how many people in our community haven't had the opportunity to go to Disney World that want to go to Galaxy's Edge, but have seen pictures of it, but never like, Like okay, like a live stream. Okay, he's standing here. How long does it take to walk through this place? Right. How big is it actually? Right. So I'll set the setting. I went to the I went and grabbed a, a glass of the blue milk for sure. That's how I started the stream. And I basically was a, probably about like twenty yards from the entrance tunnel. So you go through a tunnel to enter Batu. Yeah. And I called that uh I found out this time in Disney World, it's called transitional uh forests or caves. So basically in between Disney resorts, there's about um three to five hundred yards of Woods. Yeah. It's called transitional yards. So that the um like the your brain
1: can reset kind of.
0: Correct. So you drive through a bunch of woods and now you go to Old Key West and it's like you're in Old Key West, Florida, or you go to New Port Orleans and you're like in New Orleans. Right. It's like the separation of um culture, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like this this theme park is you go in under a tunnel into it. Hmm. And so basically I started off. I just chatted with the stream. It was awesome. It was so cool. So many people came just to hang out with me, which I thought was so cool. And not, clearly they weren't there to see me. They were there to see all the cool Star Wars shit. Right. Uh, um,
2: I was there to see you. Bullshite. And the okay? Falcon.
0: <laughs> Do you smell that? Smell that? It's kitty, you better change your shoes. You just stepped in some serious shit. <laughs>
2: it's my upper uh, lip. <laughs>
0: Ah, uh, got him. anyway so anyway i took everybody for a ride we went and saw all the a-wings we went and saw this and this so like i'm uh it was so cool like everybody was so awesome and everybody was so excited and like i feel like i played it off really well like i walked for like 25 feet with the the camera pointing to the tiles on the like the stone tiles on the floor because i wanted the reveal of the falcon to be like Epic. Oh. you right. know what i mean right um we did get to see kylo ren we got to see stormtroopers we got to see ray and chewy i get to i got to get i got chewy to bark at me and it was all live on stream it was so cool And the best part about it at the end, like I was at the end and I was ready to show everybody the Falcon and Disney. What cut my wifi off on the uh, tablet, shut the stream off. Oh, no way. Just like that. Boom. And then I tried to like shut off the wifi and start streaming again. Disney was like, Nope, you've done enough, sir. Wow. Yeah. So like, I'm kidding about that, but I think like they were like, okay, this guy's been walking around that too for 40, 40 minutes, just like getting in people's ways. Cause I totally was. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) i didn't care right like whatever this is for my peeps and uh i did that and then i bought some serious cool shit there yes like some wicked wicked cool shit and like um confirm yeah so like out of this giant bag of stuff that i have only two of the items are for me everything else are for my friends and It's just who I am. Like, I'm so excited. Like all my friends and you know who you are, are going to be getting a package in the mail. And the only rule of the package is you have to open it up on your stream because like, I want that face to be recorded. You know like, what I mean? It's a great so, like, idea. And it's so and awesome it's, of you. And even if you're, or to catch the person, if they're really fucking depressed like, like, that's, he got me this. Right. <laughs> like that shit is weak. And now we will all snap it like you ungrateful bastard. You know right. what I mean? Um, but anyway, um, I'm super excited for that. And yeah. So Disney was fantastic. Oh, should I go on a rant about a rental car? Yes, you should. And okay, while, while you we're gonna that. say, Hey, if if you own Hertz, if you own a Hertz or a part of the Hertz Corporation, you can jump off a cliff. Okay. You ruined my vacation. So we were supposed to go from Disney to a friend of mine bought a condo on the water and in a different part of Florida. So we had plane tickets that landed in Orlando and that were taking off from Tampa because we were driving to this other place. We booked, a we rented a rental car eight weeks prior to us going. Okay. And when I showed up to the Hertz to rent the car, they didn't have a car for me. What? Yep. So a typical corporate business is all about bottom line. So in 2020, how many cars do you think they rented? None. So let's say they had a fleet of 3,000 vehicles, but they only rented 1,000 of them. They sold the other 2,000 because they were like, let's make the money and we'll just get more if we need them. The problem is now is post-COVID is everybody's playing catch-up on cars and everything else. So they can't buy the cars fast enough to be able to keep their fleet up. They're down in Florida. They're down uh, rental cars by 60%. What? Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know this. So I took.
2: I mean, that's why you make a fucking reservation. So that you have a
0: car. That's correct. So Yep. So I took an Uber to the Hertz, which was 35 bucks. They didn't have it. I took another Uber to the Orlando International Airport for 40 bucks, stood in line for two hours at two different like rental car places for both of them to tell me, sorry, we don't have a car for you. Then I had to Uber back to the hotel and break the news that we don't have a rental car. We got to change our flight. Now, mind you, we were supposed to leave that next morning. I went and talked to Disney and said, hey, can we stay an extra day? Because we couldn't get a flight the next day or the actual Monday that we were leaving. We had to leave on Sunday. Disney said, sorry, we don't have any rooms. You can switch resorts, but we can't guarantee you travel to the airport. Oh, shit. What do you do? So I ended up we ended up getting a hotel at the Orlando International Airport, which was fantastic. It was a Hyatt. It was fun. I loved it. My favorite part. I don't know about you guys. People watching in an airport oh, yeah, is yeah. fantastic. I think yeah. that's prime time people watching. Yes. So I watched a husband and wife argue all the way to TSA, and they got pulled off the side because they were screaming at each other. And they were like, TSA was like, no, you guys can't do this. Get in this room.
2: How old were they? How old was the couple?
0: Middle-aged. Huh. Wow. Early 50s. Oh, yeah. They were going toe-to-toe. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> through tsa yeah
0: in the tsa line they were arguing screaming at each other That's but then fantastic. the other thing is it's like so i play the strengths right i saw a family at like 10 o'clock at night dragging their like four-year-old daughter whining because she's so tired through the airport to catch a plane i'm like why would you ever torture your kid like that yeah like that's like torture for a kid. You ever see a kid at eight o'clock at night? They got bags under their eyes and they're dragging ass yeah. or that's my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, maybe some others aren't, but either way, my Disney trip was awesome. The end was a little messed up, but the other thing I learned all little kids, all they want to do is swim in the pool. That's all they want. They don't, they, they want to go to Disney, but as soon as they get a taste of the pool. Oh yeah. But by like 11 in the morning. My kids were like, can we just go to the pool? Can we just go to the pool? And I was like, no, we can't just go to the pool. We're going to ride some more rides. Ugh, I don't want to. Finally, like, I was like, all right, let's go to the pool. And I, that entire day, that the day before we left, I was in the pool with my kids all day. That's and awesome. if you've ever been anywhere where there's like a constant breeze, you don't feel how hot the sun is on you. I woke <laughs> up the next morning and my forehead looked like it was like I dipped it in the pot because I was boiling a
3: lobster. <laughs> Dude, the top of your head,
1: like by your hairline, it's still like, looks like red, kind of like chewed up. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Somebody hit my Anyways, with a cheese
1: grater. Oh, my God. Yes, that's precisely <sighs> what happened. And Marcus just like choked on his beverage, which is very funny. Okay. Disney was awesome.
0: Presents and coming friends. <laughs> um, so I did I did not purposely, I did not bring my laptop. I'm really rambling on, huh? Dude, who cares? No, I don't care. I don't care. It's our show. You can do what you want. I can do what I want.
2: Do what you want.
0: You'll dance if you want to. Do what you want. Case. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, back at the ranch, I didn't want to bring my laptop because I did not want to play. Any computer games. Yeah. I didn't want to be tempted to play SWOTOR. I didn't want to be tempted to play Call of Duty or anything like that. I just wanted to be disconnected, so I brought my Switch, and I bought Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is like the Greek mythology Zelda Breath of the Wild clone. Yep. It looks very interesting. It's an Ubisoft game. Let me tell you something. If the new Star Wars open world game, has quality of like lore like that game that star wars game is going to be fantastic yeah it's going to be really 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 fantastic like amazing um so i got to play that i played it on the plane there and back i played it one night uh just chilling because some nights i just can't sleep because i usually stay up until like a between like 11 and midnight every day oh my god yeah um I'm a crazy man when it comes to that.
3: You're Greek, but like, yeah. <laughs> you're you when you're everything. I'm being <laughs> right?
1: Well, you you can't philosophize unless you're staying That's up till right.
0: all hours of the evening. The problem when I'm home, okay, I'll tell you what the problem is. When I'm home and I'm sitting in front of my computer, even if I, so, I'll stop playing video games. And Twitch has become your TV, m- my TV. Yeah, like I, I love. love I love watching everybody's streams. I love it. I love it so much. There's so many people that I love watching, and know I'm not going to get sucked into the trap of naming it because I'll forget somebody, and I don't want to disappoint them. But like, I'll name people that I. Well, yes, you can. But like, for me, well, that's one day. But like, for me, like, I like watching everybody. Yeah. Some nights when I'm just playing games, I'll have like nine. Twitch channels up <laughs> oh,
3: man. and be
0: chatting in all of them because I want to be involved in all of them right? because they're all awesome people. And like, I love new streamers. New streamers are great before they even hit affiliate and we can help them in our community yeah. get to affiliate yes. because they need 50 followers. Like anybody can do the eight hours and in seven days or whatever that 15 days, whatever that timeline is yeah. to make it. But like 50 followers is tough. Let me help you. Let our community help you get there. Damn right. right. Fuck right. yes. Right. Yes. And how many times, Kitty, in your stream, did somebody come in and go, I'm almost at affiliate. I've got 15 more to go. And you're like, chat, let's go right now. Yes. You stop what you're doing. Same thing in my channel. We've There's a couple people that we've gotten there in the last two weeks or maybe a month. It's just what our community does. And that's what I love. Yeah, it's awesome. So now once you help that person or you just enjoy somebody's stream how do you not want to be there like if especially if it's a night I'm not streaming like I just before the show I was in a uh, Reyu stream and I just loved it because everybody has their own personality and it's yeah. their own style of streaming whether they're loud they're flamboyant they're belligerent whatever that may be it, everybody has their own style and that's what I love it's like a sitcom but live. Right. Yeah. Their own personal. It's like their own. It's like Kitty kisses Seinfeld, Nick Vern Seinfeld, (laughs) Marcus Seinfeld. It's all of our own sitcoms and we make it what we want. Right. Right. Nobody else is telling us how to do our stream. And if somebody doesn't want to watch our stream, you just don't watch it. Yeah. Right. There's so many out there. Well, right. There's so many people like uh, I'll give an example. There's people in your stream or my stream that don't watch each other's stream. Right. So maybe I'm not the cup of tea for X person right. or maybe Kitty, you're not the type of person for X person, but they like my stream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, the last thing I'll say for Twitch is uh, I'm starting a campaign. Um, it's a hashtag. I'm going to make the command on my channel. It's uh hashtag Kai for partner. Kai, the number four uh, partner. So Kymery is awesome. He's almost there. Like, The community is really going to step up for him, and we are going to come together and really promote him and get him to partner because he's so close. Like he's he's got a ways to go, but like he's got the momentum to do it, and he's moving into an apartment himself. So when he comes back, like we're going to really, we're going to really help him as much as we possibly can to get to that because he's next everybody like I'm I'm calling everybody in the nerds community out there or your own community, like hashtag Kai for partner because he's going to do it. And then once he does it, that's going to be such a boost for the SWOTOR community because like, when was the last time SWOTOR had a new partner named? It was SWOTorista, but how long ago was that? That was a long time ago. Exactly. And the one before that was Peter, the Cellcath. So like, other than that, there's no real partner. So like it's time for the SWOTOR community to really step up and, Get him,
3: get a um, partner.
0: Yeah, Kai for partner. Anyway, wow, I've talked a lot. Hey, Did you know, you go ahead.
2: Um, Some what you're talking about Twitch and listening to people. I have uh, Twitch on my Xbox on my my television, and sometimes if I'm just cleaning my room or whatever I'm doing, I turn it on just to have it going. I'm like, oh, I love this person, and I just put it on just to have them talking in the background. It. And what you're saying about channels, it's so true. Everybody's got their own little thing and it's great. And if it's not your cup of tea, that's cool. Go do your thing. Well, you know, what's funny is I'll give you an example.
0: Everybody like I'm so jealous of some people's uh, streams because they have like, like shout out commands like they have like a command list and then you can type in this command and all of a sudden the stream will start talking to you. Like, I don't have that. Or when like somebody like shouts out somebody, their like logo comes on the screen. I don't have that. I would love that. I don't know how to do that. Right. And Kitty, you're going to say, Oh, I can show you how to do that. But like, that's what makes everybody's stream different is Mm -hmm. everybody's like for me. And I can only talk about my own stream in this sense. Like when somebody follows me, um, it's Jabba's laugh. What is more iconic than Jabba's? Oh, 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 you know what I mean? Right. Like anybody can recognize that.
1: I mean, one would argue uh, you never walk alone from Anfield is pretty. Iconic. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Liverpool sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's my follow. sound. is the crowd at Anfield, which is the stadium for Liverpool Ugh. singing their signature song.
0: It's, and he only did this in spite of me. Exactly. And it's in every time. So like, think about how many followers you get. Yeah. Every time somebody follows them, that fucking it's chant like, comes on and it's this player dancing around and you're like,
1: this player, how dare you? That's fucking Stevie Gerrard. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Have some respect. <laughs> you
0: unclassy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so like, and, and when somebody subscribes to kitties, it's like a half naked dude dancing. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. It is hilarious.
3: It? I still I laugh need?
0: when I see that. Yes, but that's what I mean. It's like, that's what makes streaming so special. And for me, I just want to support everybody. I just want to hang out with everybody all the time. Yeah. So the only way I can do that sometimes is by opening up nine channels and making trying to chat as much as I possibly can in those because I want to be involved in all of them. But I will say I'm going to uh, set up a timer on my computer that if I have Twitch open and it's midnight, I have to shut it off. Because I've... <laughs> like. When I came back from Disney, I think I stayed up until like 1:30 in the morning watching Ooh. streams. Yeah, it's a lot. Because I was loving it. Like it was like a sh- it was better than a show. Like it, this stream was better than the Mandalorian episode that I watched for an hour. Like I was laughing. I was joking. I was like could barely keep up with the chat. Yeah. Oh, it's so awesome. And then I really like to support streamers. Yeah. Like I do okay for myself. And like, I love help. like, I like initiating stuff to get the other people to initiate stuff and like, like get a hype train going. Yes. Or like whatever, just like give to somebody because like seeing somebody's face, when you give something, their smile,
1: there's the choo-choo train, the whistle, the choo-choo wait, was that out? Hold on, quick question. Is that a digital one, or is that an old, like a wooden... This is a wooden train whistle. Yes! I used to have one of those, too.
2: I used to play a lot of uh, Jimmy Rogers. Oh, I thought he was going to say skin
1: flute. <laughs> I don't play <laughs> the skin you flute. That, I play that. the dickalo. You, you play the what?
2: I don't play the skin flute. I play the diccolo. The diccolo. Hey, we it's a uh, different
0: instrument, okay? We may have to put a... Um, disclaimer on this episode
1: <laughs> i find them all as is ex- explicit oh yeah then
0: that's good green yeah, light yeah, anyway we're fine um oh, i don't even remember where i was you're I just, just thinking
2: got... about Dickelos now aren't you
1: <laughs> diccolos about that big just pet.
0: boners anyway. flying
2: around with cherub wings on them oh, wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay in gaming news i uh um, yeah so, what have you been doing so i've been playing spotor Um, My nightmare team that runs Tuesdays and Wednesdays started like officially officially started this week and we're doing nightmare explosive conflict. We killed Toth and Zorn and we're doing progression on the tanks and everybody's saying, oh, why are you going back to explosive conflict? Because the team that I was on that was about halfway through with the final boss, which is Kefis, The team quit.
3: Ooh,
2: like
0: after like three or four weeks of like progging the three weeks of progging the boss, the team quit. It just fell apart. And I was so heartbroken. And like, I've been working so hard to get a full nightmare clear. Like once I do that, if I do hard mode for the rest of my life, I'd be fine. I've just been working so hard to get a full operation clear as a nightmare tank. Um, that yeah. is Luke laying right there. No, oh,
1: I thought you were petting Luke. No, I was itching my ankle. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Luke is the name of Marcus's uh, golden retriever. So I reached down to scratch my ankle. I thought he was petting and Mark, Luke. And Marcus <laughs> couldn't see what I was doing. Usually, so. usually when
0: uh, Nick's here, Luke is laying right next to him. Yeah. No, like, was-
2: like, oh, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, he usually lays right next to him so when he bent down I thought he was like petting the dog. I thought you were petting Luke.
2: Yeah. Luke. <laughs> For some reason in my head I <laughs> I saw like you do you remember back in the day they had the large size Star Wars figures? Yes. I pictured like, like a carbon. Luke was on was near you, Nick, and you were petting it for some reason, oh. <laughs> just like. And then you oh, stroking said, no, the head my, of the doll. You're, yeah, and then you said, "No, it's my ankle." And I'm like, "Why does a Luke doll line on the floor?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, back at, back at the ranch. So long story short, uh, well, it's not a long story short. It's a long story. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, last thing, everybody that watches my stream. Or listens to the podcast or is in our discord, which for the record, thank you so much. Everybody that's in the discord. Yes. You guys have made this discord
1: out of control. It's popping. Like I can't believe how just people are just like, Hey, good morning. What's up? And everyone's just like chatting about their day. Yeah. Marcus, thank you for setting
0: it up. No, it's Marcus's uh, idea. Well, yeah, I got my idea because like if you go to kitty's discord, they're go, they go crazy in there. And some of the shit is hilarious.
2: It's so it's just, there's some funny stuff. Yeah.
0: Yes. That's chaos. what I mean. And, and I feel like, I feel like the discord really like, I don't really like, I do some stuff on social media, but not really like if you really want to connect with me or Nick or our community, just join the discord. Yep. You're like, you're, you're, you go from being outside to balls deep right away. <laughs> into the discord you know what i mean you could have said cannonball like completely underwater yeah well this is an explicit podcast <laughs> we're going extra explicit well, you guys started off with bidets and poop and dark side what do you mean that's wa- it's just it's i know hygiene, but like this,
1: yeah but you guys set the tone we don't need to <laughs> we don't need to talk about how when sometimes when it goes up your pooper a little bit it's kind of nice yeah, well, I'm it's getting the, It's the unwritten bidet rule, okay? <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> and you give a little a uh, little push there. Boop. Right. Exactly. Oh my <laughs> We we are, we
0: are totally putting a disclaimer a dis- on this. Yeah, I'll put a disclaimer. This is adult themes. Are, yeah, adult themes. Yes. We should have We're going into the dark. We should have ne- um Kitty started off with disclaimer. Meanwhile, back to the disclaimer.
2: podcast
0: is
1: for adults only. (laughs) Perfect. Um, So is there there any SOTOR news? Well, one last thing. Sorry, go ahead.
0: I just wanted to say thanks. Thanks for coming to my stream. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you to all the SOTOR players, streamers, viewers. You guys make this community freaking awesome.
1: That was a perfectly timed bell, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, in SOTOR news, we have a new credit catch up system for Galactic Seasons, which begins on Thursday, May 27th. Which is tomorrow. Yes. I didn't uh, know that about today, it, actually. actually i didn't either so what is the credit catch-up system the credit catch-up system is a way for players to unlock eligible galactic seasons reward levels with in-game credits to catch back up in their galactic seasons progress Hmm. it is designed to help players who have been have fallen behind our anticipated galactic seasons progression cadence or for those players who are just now joining the season or uh, may try the season at a later time so how does credit catch-up work Once active, the credit catch-up system progresses day over day, uh, allowing reward levels up. Sorry, allowing reward levels up to that day to be unlocked with credits that this means that starting Thursday, the 27th today, uh, reward level one will be eligible for credit catch up on Friday, the 28th up to reward level two will be eligible and on Saturday reward reward level three and so on and so forth. So this will continue until the catch up system reaches our current max catch up level, which is reward level 95. Once it reaches that point, all reward levels up to reward level 95 will remain available for credit catch-up throughout the remainder of the season, allowing players who have fallen far behind or who have come in near the tail end of the season an opportunity to catch-up in their progression. So how do I know which reward levels are catch-up eligible? Any reward level is eligible for catch-up to show the credit icon uh sorry any eligible any reward level uh, which is eligible for ketchup will show the credit icon on them with the phrase ketchup uh when a player that is ketchup with a c not a k by the way when a play, uh, player clicks on that they will be presented with a purchase option of either cartel coins or credits so, will I be eligible to use the system? That depends on where you are in the current progression of the season and where you may be later in your progression of the season. If you are above level one when catch-up begins on the 27th, you will not see any changes. If you are entirely new to Galactic Seasons starting on the 27th or today, you will see reward level one as an eligible catch-up. Uh, players become eligible for catch-up if they are behind the uh, the day of over day progression of the catch-up system as an example if a player joined the season on tuesday june 1st they would be eligible to use the catch-up system to advance to reward level six because that's the sixth day of the season Uh if you are a player who has been advancing through the season naturally, chances are you have never encountered the system and that is perfectly okay. The system is intended as a means for players who find themselves coming in late to the season or falling behind in the progression a chance to catch back up. If you never encounter it, then you can rest assured that you are making ample progress in the season. So
0: basically it's if they're if they're going to make a credit sink in the game. So if people don't aren't grinding for it you're going to be able to do it right. like you'll just be able to pay credits if in case you don't have cartel coins mm-hmm. essentially mm. i think well it's good for people to correct collect credits but like i'm already done with galactic seasons level 100 <laughs> i'm done did day 1
2: did you wow. uh, did you hear chill and i talking about it on utini cast not
0: yet. So why I've, I've been listening to Into the Dark, so I haven't listened to any podcast.
2: Um I equated your um your approach to Galactic Seasons like Kramer when they did the the uh anti masturbation episode where he just comes in and he plops some money on the table. He's like I'm out <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hear me out why. And I've said this before. When
0: I play the game, I want to play the game the way I want to play the game. I do not want anybody to tell me how to play a video game because at that point it becomes a job. Right. right? So when I log in and play any game, if I want to play Call of Duty, I'm going to play Domination. That's what I'm going to play because that's the mode I want to play. And that's what I'm going to play. Nobody's going to tell me you got to play hard point.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or
0: jacked or whatever. Yeah the Craig. the same thing the same thing with swotor like i don't want them to tell me that i have to do pvp or i have to do galactic starfighter because i don't want to crash my ship into asteroids for the next 3 hours because just to get my galactic seasons it's not who i am i understand now, that right and so it costs 10,000 cartel coins what's 10,000 cartel coins in dollars
1: um, uh, so it $50 bucks, I think no. no, a million $2 million uh, $1 billion <laughs> I think it's I think I think 20 well I'm thinking Call of Duty points 50 bucks. For I think it's about 50 bucks. <clears throat> $55 uh, uh, $56
2: and 50 cents 50. 50,
0: $50 55 1,200 cartel coins. Oh, yeah,
1: 55. I just want to just go more. to Amazon. It's 40 bucks. It was like,
0: okay. It's 40
1: bucks. There we go.
0: So I look at it like this. If I have the cartel coins, you spend 10,000, but you get 4,000 of them back. Yeah. Right? So it's really whatever. But what I mean is you're getting cartel coins back. So it's like you pay a little, you pay a lot up front, but you get it back. But here's the thing for a guy like me, I'm only helping Bioware make money. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. If I don't have to grind. Perfect. I have the stronghold on day one. It has like three decorations in it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But like, I I got it. It's cool, but I'm done. And now I'm stress-free. I know other people that, you know, and they love it. And they're talking about, oh, I just did GSF and I did all this. I got my galactic cat. I hit my galactic seasons cap for the day. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, awesome. I'm glad you love it. But I wouldn't. Right. So I just paid my
2: way to the end. I think that's, I love the idea that that's an option because if you don't want to, you shouldn't have to. And having the option to just, you know, cartel coin it, bam, done. C'est la vie, more power to you. And now with this new system that I didn't even know existed, being able to pay um, credits, that's, that's, that's great too. Cause I was not, into it when it first happened. I was like, ah, shit. Now we're, now I'm going to have to do stuff. But then I kind of went, all right, I'm just going to play it if I want to play it. And I've gotten into, um, galactic Starfighter. I love it. It's super fun, but I do understand your point of view completely, Marcus, and having the ability to do that, you know, more power to you.
1: I'm a big fan of that whole process. I like the system in Call of Duty that they have with the Battle Pass, also, Um, and they have a similar buy-in system where you can pay. I think it's like twenty bucks. You can buy the Battle Pass, which is like ten, no, or is it fifteen? It's like to just get access to the Battle Pass. It's like five bucks or something. It's an amount where like you can get the Call of Duty's equivalent of Cartel Coins. That amount of in in game just by playing. To like get access to the paddle pass. And then you can if you want, you can pay like twenty bucks or so and unlock the first three, 30 levels uh or sorry, the first twenty levels out of a hundred, uh like if you pay twenty bucks. So you get like a jump start, and that's cool. I, and, I I'm fine with that. And something that Call
0: of Duty does that's awesome is if you finish the Galactic the, the Battle Pass, they give you the next one for free. Right. You like you're you get the buy in for free. Right. So, essentially, they reward you with the next battle pass for grinding. by grinding and completing the next ba- the, fir- the battle pass you were just in oh, or cool. finishing the season. Yeah. I like the Galactic Seasons um, idea because a lot of people are playing the game and a lot of people are doing objectives that people haven't done since the game came out. Like, there's people doing, like, black hole dailies. So, for me, like... I've never done daily. I like, think I've done like three of the daily areas a couple times. It's not me. I de- I'm a terrible MMO player. <laughs>
1: I think that's what it is. I do it to play with my friends. Yeah, I get ya. That makes sense. In AIE news, Tuesdays are our mandatory fun night, which means the fun is mandatory and attendance is not. You know,
0: speaking of that. Okay. You should make a mandatory fun night for Call of Duty. Like just an open night. If you want to play Call of Duty, like you and Fedor are playing it anyway. This is a great point. Go into the AIE Discord, just start up and start doing it. Pick one night a week that, hey, I'm playing Call of Duty on Mondays or whatever. Mondays, and I'm going to be playing Call of Duty. If you play Call of Duty, maybe nobody will. Maybe people will pop in.
1: Push comes to show. I'm going to play and stream it anyway. So who cares? That's correct. I, this, this, anyways, this is a great idea. Uh, more details to come. And we switch uh, from we switch from the
0: best side, which is the imp side, and every other week we go back to the sunshine and the rainbows at Republican Yay! side. Yeah, where, where Sorry, they don't where Republic they don't side. kill well they don't kill things they befriend them.
1: Yes. Anyways, so Fridays are the place to be in AIE. Yes, indeed. So the first Friday of every month is ma- uh, Master Mode flashpoints, which are the harder flashpoints. You go through and do the hardest difficulty flashpoints the second uh friday of every month is hard mode. hard mode training the third friday of every month is achievement hunting so you're finding world bosses you're finding um holocrons you're finding datacrons i forgot which version is the hidden one in sotor i've got holocrons, sith holocrons on the brain and uh, then this coming friday and yes. the fourth friday the fourth friday every month is the most important day of the entire month forget when your rent is due forget when the bills are due (laughs) the electric bill can wait because the fourth friday of every month is mega that's the monthly epic guild activity mega mega
0: um what are we doing this month which is tomorrow
1: well first they have to buy a ticket we'll sell you the whole ticket but you'll only need the edge Uh, so this Friday is where in the galaxy is SEMA San
0: Diego. So, uh, where in the galaxy is SEMA San Diego? We basically put SEMA in a place on a planet that we don't tell you about until the day of, and then we send you off all over that planet. You have to search and do ridiculous shit to get, to get the clues, to be able to find SEMA. It is the most ridiculous thing that we make you do, but it's mega fun. Mega. So, um, if everybody, if you guys want to come, it's tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. I would suggest you get in the Discord about 855 Eastern, just so you can like get your tunes ready and be ready to go. Um, the, 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 the thing will start right, right around nine sharp. So be there.
1: And if all this sounds fun to you, go to aie-guild.org. Get our Discord information, the link for which is in the top right corner, and ask for a guild invite. Whether or not you play Star Wars The Old Republic or any of the other games that we play, we would love to have you.
0: Huh. You know what I was just
1: thinking about, Nick? What? How bad you must have to pee, because we've
0: been talking for an hour.
1: Yeah, I drank a gallon of water at work today. Uh, I drank half a liter of a water bottle currently, and one 16-ounce cerveza. So I think my bladder is about to explode, and we'll be right back.
3: (laughs) Jeez, Nick, hurry up.
1: We're trying to finish this podcast. And we're back. So today we're discussing the newest High Republic novel, Into the Dark. We're going through point by point uh, the plot details and talking about what we enjoyed, what we didn't. Um, This is going to be 110% spoiler filled. Uh, This is your spoiler warning if you've not read or listened to Into the Dark um, and want to, do not listen to this section of the podcast because we will spoil the whole book. It's so good. Yeah, I like it too. Do we want to just chat real quickly about like what our general thoughts were? No. Okay. So the book <laughs> opens.
0: Well, the reason why I say that is cause like I can say I liked it, but I feel like once we like start talking about it,
1: it'll just come out.
0: It's just going to happen. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, so, I agree. Like so the- I want to spill my spooge all over this book. <laughs>
3: We definitely need the
1: disclaimer. Uh, this is an extra. extra I just intense. lost like Daddy, 50 why followers. are the
2: pages all flaky? <laughs> oh, my
3: God.
1: These are all stuck together. All right. So the book opens. Hey, wait, wait, Should we just start this whole segment over? No, no, this is fantastic. Keep it going. No, no. We have integrity. Okay. okay. Once you're committed, you, you finish the project. So the book opens on Coruscant with Padawan, Wreath Silas. And Master Jora Mali tracking down and capturing a young group. Uh, sorry, a group trying to steal construction supplies. After Jora, uh, the master drops the news that she and Wreath will be leaving for a new mission on Starlight Beacon in the Outer Rim Frontier. Wreath is distraught by this news, as he would rather have stayed in the big city and keep spending his time with the Jedi Archives, being a fucking nerd.
0: Listen, nerd,
3: nerd. nerd. Listen, Mark's is the- like, I relate to that.
1: No. I like my comics. I like. Yes, I (laughs) do. Listen, okay,
0: you fucks. All right, listen. The last place I would ever want to go is to the outer rim. There's nothing in the outer rim that interests me. Okay, (laughs) (laughs)
3: like
0: I would, Coruscant would be all I near. I want to see shitty people. I'll go to the fucking lower, like dark sections. areas yeah if i want to go hang out with the bougie bougies i'll go to the top section you know what i mean like coruscant is all you need, need. so i feel for wreath i get it okay yeah but i gotta talk shit well no i know that i'm just saying yeah. i feel for the guy I you know it. what it's like, it's like hey hey you're gonna you're gonna ha- use a bathroom that is all like has a nice tile shower and, a bidet. and you're gonna go to a place that you're gonna be washing yourself in a five gallon bucket good luck. Yeah. You excited?
2: <laughs> I would I would stay on uh Coruscant as well. But yeah. you know, it's it's perfect be. for the hero's journey, the reluctant, you know, hero, which yes. is great. And I really liked the fact that he is a nerd, that he he enjoys books more than actually actual adventure. And yeah. then as it's- he, you know, as the story progresses, you know, he really blossoms.
1: It's so good. It's cool how, yeah, because I think a few times he mentions like, oh, there's no trainings about what this scenario that I'm stuck in now. Right. He's always he's like, oh, I got to just
2: figure it out, I guess. Yeah. He's always trying to find like a glossary entry in his, his, in his mind.
1: Right. Um, so to combat this bit of sort of uh, not upsetness, but Wreath is grumpy about going to the outer rim. so Yeah his master says that needs to find balance in himself, not just continue to do what he wants to do. And Jorah poses the question, why can no Jedi cross the Kyber arch alone? Which stumps, um, wreath. And he dwells on this for basically the duration of the book. So weeks later, Jorah has left, but wreath stayed behind to finish one of his classes. He barely makes it to the docking bay in time after his farewell party. Unfortunately, the ship meant to transport him broke down. So he's awaiting a new ship. That's when he meets Jora's first pa- Padawan, Des Raiden, the polar opposite of Wreath due to his sense of adventure and travel. Joining the two on their trip is Orla Jareni. Uh, yeah. Jarlani. J- uh, yeah. Or Orla, uh, who recently announced her intentions of becoming a Wayseeker, which is a Jedi who operates independently of the console. Council. That's, uh, uh, that's what I'd be. A way seeker. Yeah, I'd just be like, hey, this is great. Bye. Bye, Felicia.
2: <laughs> bye bye.
1: And Master. Bye, <laughs> and Master Comac uh, Vitus. Vitus? I f- Comac. Vitus. Vitus. I forget how Vitus. they pronounced it. Um, a famous, famous Jedi scholar. Orla and Comac previously worked together as Padawans and share past trauma that is revealed through fa- flashbacks throughout the entirety of the book. So. Uh, can I talk about the flashbacks? Yes, please do. Get into it. So, uh, the f- okay. So, listening on, maybe in the physical book, this is clear, but in the audio book, because you, you keep flashing, they keep flashing back and forth between um, Orla and Comac's adventure in present tense with Wreath, and present times, I mean, and then they flash back to uh, Comac and Orla in like 25 years earlier. Right. But. When they flash back initially, it says twenty five years later in the audiobook, but then when they come back to present, they never say anything. So I'm just like I was throughout the whole book, I was constantly confused, like, is this twenty five years ago? Or is this oh, they said something about wreath, so it must be present now. You, you know, know what I mean? So I was like constantly confused as I was listening.
2: I was really confused. It would take me a couple lines to kind of realize where they were in the timeline. But the second time I listened to it, it was so obvious out <laughs> which was really really i think that i enjoyed because as soon as marcus said that he was re listening to it i was like all right i gotta re-listen to it too um the second time around on this book i really really liked it like it it seemed that everything was crystal clear like hmm. i don't know um I, I think really- I enjoyed it more because you know, when you, you first go through a book, you're trying to remember who's who and all that stuff.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: So it's cemented by the second time around and I enjoyed it much more. And I seem to kind of enjoy the characters a lot more the second time. That makes sense.
0: I do agree with that a lot because before coming into this new era I find it it's harder to follow because you don't know anybody. Yeah. There's, none, there's nothing of a reference. You know what I mean? I feel like, and I don't feel like these books grab you like Darth Bane did. Right. Like the Darth Bane series, like you, like immediately you were you were You're sucked in. Gripped and falling. Right. In Bane, like yeah. uh, maybe, it, but maybe it's because it was Darth Bane. Right. Right. But like, there's nobody in there that you know, like I've listened to some books where it was like, mediocre and then all of a sudden they're like well princess leia walks through the door and you're like all right i know what's going on now okay princess leia boom (laughs) and like you can relate where this is all new people and they've never been on the screen and you almost have to like close your eyes and imagine what they would be oh yeah like sometimes when they explain people i'll rewind it on my phone like six times to try to understand what they're saying about this person so i can understand what they look like in real life
2: you know that's why I sent you guys that link b- before we started with all the pictures because yeah. I have in my head canon of what they look like but as soon as I see you know like a uh, a drawing of it or a uh, uh, their idea of what the character might look like mm-hmm. it really like solidifies the character for me. Especially yeah, it makes the one, character real. Yeah, well, yeah, it does, but it also like I don't know why, but it just makes it canon in my head. Like it, like I said, solidifies. I'm like, okay, that's what they look like. Okay, I got it. And I don't know if that's me kind of thinking. Oh, not thinking that I'm thinking that they look right. If that makes any sense. But yeah, I get you. Oh, it does. Seeing uh, seeing the the drawings that they have of them really helps because I'm like, yes, I'm like, ooh. Whoa, whoa. Or sometimes I'll even confuse the characters, and mm-hmm. once I know what they look like, then I'm like, all right, I know what Comac looks like. I know what Wreath looks like. I know what Geo looks like.
3: <laughs> oh my god! Right, Geo. Can we we'll get into t- Yes, I'm going to I, I just have one more minutes.
0: thing to say, but I also believe like Light of the Jedi was much more easy for me to picture the characters because Mark Thompson does different voices for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it almost like separates, you know, the audiobook quality. I'm not saying the uh, uh the narrator for Into the Dark isn't good. Yeah. It's just like Mark Thompson's like elite. Yes. Like yeah. there's a voice for everybody. Yeah. It's like Thrawn. The Thrawn that I know is in the audiobook version, not the Thrawn in the
1: shows right. in Rebels. Right. You know what I mean? Agreed. But anyway, so back to the story. So their Reese, or sorry, Reese's uh, replacement ship is the vessel crewed by the eccentric captain Leox <laughs> Jossie Jossie. The, uh, the young and impressionable co-pilot, Afi Hollow, and the navigator, Geode, who is a Vintian, which is essentially a large, uh, sentient rock. So, can I just say, the one of my favorite parts about the whole book is every time they mention Geode, like, he's a rock, and he never says a word. He, he's literally a rock. Like, I don't know how he moves. He doesn't he doesn't really move anywhere. All of a sudden, he's in a different place, and they're like, oh, where's Geode? But, like, he doesn't have legs. He's literally a rock that they just, like, He's like reference. a monolith. yeah He's like a four-foot-tall
2: <laughs> monolith.
1: Yes. And, like, all the time throughout the whole book, they personify the crab. Out of them, they'll be like, Geode silence spoke volumes. I was like, <laughs> He's a can, crazy man. He was like, Yeah, it's like, oh, I, Gotta slow down, I Geode. <laughs> I, I can't go out drinking with Geode. He's out of his mind. <laughs> it's like, He just stands there. Um, So they, they do a ton of stuff like that. uh,
2: What I really loved about the crew now that we've brought them up is the fact that the book didn't make the Jedi, uh, the Jedi characters um, more um, likable than the crew of the vessel. Like everybody, all the characters were equally as interesting and they were all very, very different. And their interaction with each other was was great. I loved it. Like, Geode is my favorite character in the book.
1: Am I, mine too. Geode and Leox are my two favorites. Leox
2: sure. is so fantastic. He so, I, He's the one that I I'd identify most. And also, I I realized that he is the Yoda of this book. And I like that the, it's not the Jedi. Oh. He is the Yoda. He's the one with all the wisdom That's
0: in very the true.
1: Um, spoiler, I guess Leox is super into spice. So he's essentially like a stone. Oh my
0: god! Yeah. So instead of smoking, smoking a pipe or a pipe or a blunt or a joint or something all the time, he just chews on a spice stick twenty-four-seven. Yeah, he's <laughs> constantly stone. It's, it's awesome. fantastic, and yeah.
2: his dialect is so fantastic like the yeah, way he's got he like speaks. a southern
0: drawl he's got like that southern kind of drawl he's like like a matthew mcconaughey who's stones kind of yeah. yes yeah that's
2: a great way to put it yeah and everybody when they first meet uh leox is always the same like it's is his shirt but unbuttoned down to his navel with beads yeah. hanging out <laughs> he's and he's got, just yeah, he's like, got, like slowly walking slowly talking He's he's great. He's a great I character. Love, and,
0: and for me, I really like right.
3: affy Hollow.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, I do too. She's because, really determined. Yeah, she's really determined, and she wants to help people. But like in the book, the whole time, I feel like there's like there's something that she she knows but she doesn't know, and like the whole time they're talking about her mom, and it's like. Okay, this kid is a
1: part of this guild and yeah. but she de- she knows
0: her mom, but she doesn't
1: know her mom. Yeah, her her mom's like um I think it's not her actual mom, right? No, she was adopted. She was adopted oh. by the lady whose name's beginning with an S. Let me keep reading and let's find out more. So uh once the Jedi get situated on on the vessel, uh, they jump into hyperspace. Affie and Leox talk about their curiosity about the Jedi elsewhere on the ship, Orla and Cormac. Uh, bring up unpleasant memories from their shared past in a flashback to the deadly iram i don't know how to pronounce that properly erum Ir- erronea Ir- yes crisis the calm i'm gonna say the double e in the future excuse me this calm is short-lived as hyperspace starts to get turbulent and the vessel's passengers notice inexplicable debris shooting around hyperspace affy horrified Says the debris looks like pieces of the Legacy Run, which is awesome because that's tying us back to Light of the Jedi. And that is
0: the first point in this book where I was sucked in. Right. Like everything that happened prior to this, I was like, okay, this is whatever. But then as soon as they were like, oh my God, we're getting pulled out of Hyperspace
1: Legacy Run, like my ears perked up like I was a German Shepherd. Right. So the Legacy Run was a cargo ship largely that also had passengers. And this ship is also like a cargo ship. Um and both ships are in the same like shipping guild yeah, called they're the, in the bind, bind guild. guild. Yeah. Yes, B Y N E Bind Guild. Did you um have something to add?
2: Yeah, I um <clears throat> when when they brought this up, I knew it was gonna happen at some point. But as soon as they brought up the legacy run, and then these guys were affected by the you know hyperspace being messed up, I was I just got really excited thinking, oh, okay, because Some of the people in Light of the Jedi that we just got introduced to and just suddenly died, I went, this is going to be cool because I bet that those people that died are going to be, uh, the people in this book are going to know them. Right. And I just went, oh, this is great. This is going to be really cool because they are going to be shedding light on something that was unclear in the right. first book and i got really excited as
1: well absolutely um i think we do get some of that later in the book actually mm-hmm. yes um so leox finds the quickest way out of hyperspace which turns out to be in the middle of nowhere space and affy wonders why the ship had these coordinates already in place so he punched something in the computer and the ship goes yep we can go right here pre-programmed i already got this no problem so once they're in real space, meaning out of hyperspace, they soon find out that hyperspace routes are shut down across the entire galaxy, so they're stuck in this middle-of-nowhere place. Meanwhile, Wreath and the vessel crew find out that there are 11 other ships in that area that had to jump out of hyperspace. One ship sent a distress signal and tells the vessel crew that it's just a young girl named Nan and her elderly guardian. Oh, uh, just young girl. I don't know if Nan's the elderly guardian or not, but anyways... Leox then discovers an old space station in the vicinity, saying that they all need to seek refuge immediately because the system's dying star is about to have a massive solar flare. So they got to go to this. All the ships in the vicinity have to go to the space station to seek shelter. Right. So as they and the other ships approach the station, Wreath quickly deduces the structure was built by the ancient Amaxines. Uh, when the when they board, they find the station overrun with plants and 8T gardening, dro- uh, gardening droids. The Jedi also find several eerie statues that give off strong feelings of the dark side of the Force. Mm-hmm. So you, they, they've got all these weird different ships come to the space station. It's full of plants. It's full of gardening droids. And it's full of dark side statues. Right. And it's made by a race or species that is no longer around. Right. Basically.
2: And... The Jedi are like, okay, there's something weird going on here.
1: Yeah, but because they, they, couldn't they always pinpoint have... it. Right. So, Wreath and Nan, one of the people... Uh, is Nan an old person?
2: Nan is the young
1: girl. Okay, got it. Nan is the young girl and the old older guardian. So, Wreath and Nan form a sort of friendship, and she is very curious about the Jedi. Afi also explores the station and finds a storage area covered in handwritten symbols on the walls. That was and really...
0: Yeah, and she thinks it's what like the smuggler's code. Right.
2: right. Kind of like hobos used to have back in the uh the depression. Right. Um uh, what I thought but- was really cool is that she said that they were handwritten. And n- she also states at one at one point that she has never written anything in handwriting her entire life. Oh, that's cool. So they type it. Yeah, they just use data pads all the time. Also, did you guys fall for Nan and her uh her old her switcheroo? Yeah, did you guys no, fall for it?
1: Not even a little bit.
2: Marcus, did you fall
1: for it? A little bit.
2: I fell hook, line, and sinker. I had no, no idea at all.
1: I was like Nan's way too nice. I was like, my oh. my 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 radar for Nihil was on full alert.
2: I didn't even think of the Nihil Me till it showed up.
1: Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> My Yeah, my Nihil Raider was like, yeah, I, I completely was like, nope, absolutely not. Not me. I was Yeah. I didn't, I, okay, I didn't suspect it, but I was like, maybe she's working for them. She's going like, to turn them over. I she's, had she's a zero contractor. idea
0: that Nihil were going to show up in this book. I
2: had no idea. I, I thought that she was going to be like force sensitive or like, I thought yeah. there was going to be a whole nother subplot to her. Yeah. I didn't oh, okay. even see it coming.
1: See, so yeah, that's fair to say. I knew there was something wrong with her. I didn't. She was too nice to be like genuinely a good person. I didn't know literally Nihil, but I thought like something bad. This is not a good person. You know what I mean? See,
2: I was totally taken by the dark side of the force. That whole yeah. red herring.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I guess it wasn't um, red herring. It was a. It was a, 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 It was a red. Uh, <laughs> flaring. <laughs> oh my god! Hold on, please hold. So Marcus finally figured out how to get the. I just his holocron. My, I touched my holocron and it started talking, and, and it's Obi Wan Kenobi.
2: Yay!
1: That's fucking awesome. Are you holding the right spot?
3: This is Master Obi Wan Kenobi. I regret to report that both our Jedi Order and the Republic have fallen with the dark
2: shadow of the Empire rising to take their place This message is a warning and a reminder for any surviving Jedi Trust in the Force. Do not return to the temple. That time has passed and our future is uncertain
1: Wow That's awesome. That's really cool.
2: We will each be challenged. Our trust,
3: our faith, our friendships. But we must persevere. And in time, a new hope will emerge. May the force be with you always.
1: I don't know if there's any
0: more. That's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. I just got all the feels.
1: I'm like numb. Yeah. That's, that's how I felt when I was Darth Bane that came out of my holocron anyway. But like, so uh, what were you talking about? No.
0: What were you saying? I'm sorry. That was entirely distracting, Yes, (laughs) but like, (laughs) but completely worth it. Squirrel. Yeah. Uh, Um, but anyway, so back to this. So I had no idea the Nihil was coming yeah. or anything. I thought What I thought was going to happen was that those, you know how like there was those like pirates on the ship? Oh, we're going to get to it. Let's go.
1: So um, I do, real quick, just want to clarify. I didn't literally think she was a Nihil, but I I, I like knew that they existed and were around screwing things up. So my, my radar for people being deceptive was up is what I meant to say. <clears throat> so anywho. Um, Yes, okay. Reeth and Nan form a sort of friendship and she is very curious about the Jedi. Afi explores the station and finds a storage area covered in handwritten symbols on the walls. She's alarmed when she sees the logo the logo of the Bind Guild, her same shipping guild. Elsewhere, Orla and Comac are pulled into a dark force vision by the statues and believe the objects are idols sending a warning. Later, Orla and Comac are pulled together into another force vision while talking about the parallels of their current predicament with their double E crisis 25 years earlier. Wreath is pulled into a vision as well and sees a forest and someone with a blue lightsaber trying to kill him. The Jedi continue to investigate the lower levels of the station to find where the idols are, what they could be protecting or hiding, and who created them. And this
0: is um, almost like a cat and the mouse kind of game. Our book... or. You know, if you remember like a new hope, how it like starts off and it's you think like C three VO and R2 are like the main characters. Right. It's almost like that. You're like, okay, so this is happening. Are these pirates the bad guys? Is the Biden guild the bad, bad guys? Yeah, like- you know what I mean? And then it goes full switcheroo. Right. And with all this dark side, right there, I immediately thought of Loden great storm Yeah. because they were they were like we're stuck on this and it could be for a day it could be for a week it could be for five months and we need to focus on the light and i'm thinking to myself well when there's dark side around it will corrupt the
1: jedi mm-hmm. right so afi joins the jedi in exploring but splits off oh Go can ahead. i just say one more thing about Affy? of course i think it's
0: really interesting how in the beginning of the book the Jedi are monks. Yeah, and by the end of the book, they're wizards. I see what you're saying.
2: They go wizard pretty quick. As soon as yeah. they're dealing with the uh, the wreck inside hyperspace, and Wreath um, is stabilizing Jory. Yeah, and she's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> right, yeah. wizard. Yeah, and wizard, she tells yeah. Leox, and he goes, "Cool."
1: yeah my yeah, spice dick exactly <laughs> sorry Nick so Appy joins the Jedi in exploring but splits off and finds more symbols written by previous travelers she's so- shocked to find a symbol to the Kestrel's drive the ships uh, flown by her biological parents who died when she was very young so Reith and Dez are together and searching. Dez is the previous Padawan of the same master. Uh, Dez Raidan. Yes, Dez Ridan. you know what he reminds me of? His
0: voice reminds me of like your typical, stereotypical California surfer. Right. Hey, dude. Hey, dude, we're going for an adventure, man.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. he reminds me of. Yeah. Uh, Wreath and Dez are together searching the station to find a large circular door. When Dez gets close to the door, it flips around and spins him to the other side. Wreath then sees the room vibrating and Dez shouting before being blinded by light. When Wreath opens his eyes, Dez is gone, but Wreath sees helix rings, power sources used for hyperspace travel and able able to create deadly energy surges. Wreath believes Dez has been disintegrated by one of these rings. Did... Did you guys,
2: have you seen pictures of what the uh, station looks like? Mm-mm. It looks name. way different than I thought it would look like.
1: Where are you finding photos? Oh, I'm going to Google it. I What's forgot. the name of the station? Do you guys remember the name of the station? A moxie station, maybe? A yeah. Moxie? It's,
2: yeah it ha- it's like uh, there. after I read it, the, or the or when I was uh, listened to it the second time. I had seen pictures of it and it yeah. made way more sense. Okay, Cause when they were describing it in the book, you know, like they it's were, a he, uh, what's his name? Uh, wreath was Reith, almost yep. got, a um, anxiety from the, uh, the, it, cause it's glass. Right. And
0: right, right, right,
2: right. I forgot he, what words he used, but anyway, he was disoriented by it, but then kind of like got back to it, but it, it's really, really cool looking. But I huh. didn't think it w- it looked the way it uh, that the uh, pictures were that I found.
1: It's a moxine with an A, Marcus. Uh oh, A M O X uh, I N E or something like that. A In- M A X I N E. Oh, oh, it, oh.
3: it almost looks sense? like? Yeah. Yes. So it, it, it this almost is very jarring.
0: Whoa! So it actually looks. You know what it reminds me of is Mech Shaw.
1: Yeah, kind of. In solar, interesting. Bit. So wow. if you if you Google a Maxine Station, A M A X I N E, so uh, it's
0: like there's one, two, three, four, five metal rings that go around this like planet type thing. That's a like glass. And it's like
1: covered by hexa hexanal like panels of glass looking yes. stuff, and then underneath is just all like plant life. What the fuck? That's so crazy
2: yeah that's super cool looking but it made way more sense after i'd seen it and yeah was reading the book again i'm like oh okay i see how he got disoriented because yeah, you're but- looking out at space
1: yeah that's really crazy all right ready so uh, wreath and desert together searching the station didn't find a large circular door when De- oh I already said all this Jesus Christ uh, later uh, Des gets presumably disintegrated so later as the Jedi reel from the loss of Des they learn that hyperspace travel has reopened in a separate flashback Komak the pa- the Padawan is fighting giant snakes and trying to find the kidnapped hostages while grappling with the death of his master Simics uh, the Jedi decide to bring the idols back with them to the temple on board the vessel Wreath uh, writes up. A report of his experiences at the Amaxine station for Master Jora, but the trip back to Coruscant isn't without even more deadly adventure. As the Jedi and vessel crew become key players in the rescue of passengers on the journeyman ship, including a baby Wookiee. Uh-huh. Once the Jedi, so just to summarize, they take the the uh, t- idols back to. They're trying to go back to Coruscant, and they come. Up, they have to rescue this other ship, and they rescue a baby Wookiee. Once the Jedi gets back to the, the Jedi get back to the temple, the idols are carefully transferred to a protective anti-gravity floater and guided through closed off streets. Uh, the idols are taken to the shrine in the depths, an ancient Sith shrine built upon the uh, a virgins in the force where light and dark meet. In the shrine of the depths Orla and the other Jedi masters strip the dark energy from the idols in that safe sacred space where it could sink into the virgins, dissipate into the cosmic force, and again be made whole. I at this
2: point I'm like going, wait a minute, what what what's going on? I heard that there did, were gonna be uh like monsters and stuff. And right. I, I was like, kind of thrown off a little bit.
1: Yeah, me too. Um elsewhere Reith takes the baby Wookiee he rescued to the space dock infirmary to reunite her with her parents. And he rips off
2: his Padawan braid.
1: Yes. Uh the baby Wookiee does, yes. Yes, just jerks nice. it right out of hey, his but, head.
2: <laughs> But
1: yeah. <laughs> like, but what was really interesting about
0: that moment? They actually explained that some masters require the brave. yeah, right. and some masters like discourage it. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends on the master you get,
1: right? So there, he sees space covered with the wounded, um, with from the journeyman explosion. He also asks the droid for an update on Master Joramali, who had responded to the hyperspace disaster. The droid responds that she was killed in the battle against the Nihil space pirates. Bam. Who later, who we learned caused the disaster in light of the Jedi.
2: Yeah, so that was really cool because the entire book we're hearing about her, right. and and then we learn she dies.
1: Exactly. So, and that's where it ties the books together. Yeah. Right. So yeah, wreath is like saying, "Oh, that master Jora would do this. That master Jorah would be proud of me for that. She always taught me about this. So I got to apply this now. And then he gets back here and learns that she's dead. So he has no master anymore. Um, so in such a short amount of time, wreath has lost both des and who basically a, a big brother type figure and des, uh, sorry, des and Jorah, his master. So in his grief, he ventures to the Kuiper arch and successfully climbs it alone. Um, which is the challenge that she had issued to him initially saying, nobody, no Jedi can climb it alone. A combination of grief, confusion, and frustration makes him feel quote, farther from the force than before. So elsewhere on Coruscant, Afi is still digging into the history of the bind guild and why the symbols she saw on the Amaxine station are connected to the guild's leader and her foster mom, Scoverbein. Scover Bine. Scover. That's who it
2: is. Right.
1: Yes. Foster mom. And leader of the Bind Guild. So, through her time spent hanging out with Scover and asking her questions about the Amaxine Station and, of course, breaking into Scover's protected data pad, Affy learns that the Bind Guild uses indentured servants to take on dangerous missions. Mm-hmm. And that's why affy recognized the guild symbols on the Amaxine Station. Guild traders use that station and its powerful helix rings to try and boost their ships. So she's not too happy that they use indentured servants no, because they're basically slaves.
2: And I think this right. is where Afi really kind of
1: blossomed as a character. Yeah.
2: She, she, she proves how brave she is or she, she starts to develop that bravery. And I, right. I was like, okay, is she going to confront Scover? Is she going to let it go? And I was right. thinking to myself, I'd be like, I'd let it go.
1: Yeah, just let it let it go. Let go it through. go.
2: You know. Okay, so my parents died. Blah blah blah. But it was. I I really like that she proved to be like such a strong, like badass character.
3: Yeah,
1: she's. Yeah, she doesn't. She knows what's right and absolutely fights for it tooth and nail. And it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. So, uh, and at the same time, Afi learns that's how her parents died. They were endangered to Scover and tried to boost their ships travel power using the unpredictable helix rings on that station so in a briefing at the temple the jedi temple with master Adampo, wreath is told of the dangers of the nihil space pirates and shown hollows of their ships and masks mm-hmm. seeing, seeing the patchwork ships in the style of the nihil armor wreath is horrified when he realizes why nan and her guardian were so curious and friendly towards the jedi on the station the vague, their vagueness about where they came from, the violent deaths of Nan's parents, the carbon scorings on the plates of their ship, the blue streaks in Nan's hair. It, he whispers, "They're
2: not you. I, fu- I got chills right there. I just went, "Why didn't I see it? Why did? Right. It, why didn't I see it?" I mean, when they, when I listened to the book the second time, and they were talking about the ship,
3: the yeah,
2: being pulled into that station, it's so obvious.
1: Yeah. It's like it's battle tar, like torn up, and then the blue streaks in her hair. It's it's like mixed
2: matched, right? Right. It's thrown together looking, and
0: that's where I was like, okay. So that's where I was like, holy fuck, I gotta focus on this book. Yeah, Yeah. it definitely
2: blew some winds in the sails. Well, yeah, because now
0: you're like, okay, so now it's connecting Light of the Jedi to Into the Dark, and you're like, okay, so the Nihil are really here. Like, yeah, in in. Light of the Jedi, you knew that the Nihil were, it, and they were going to be back, but you didn't realize how big the Nihil were. Yeah, like how widespread. Yes. And all of a sudden, this happens, and you're like, oh, shit. Exactly. Here we go.
2: And there's that station there, and you know that they're not going to let that station go. They're going to come and pilfer everything they can from it.
1: Right. All right. You ready for more? Yes. So- (laughs) In the Shrine of the Depths, uh, the Jedi complete the purification ritual on those idols. But they quickly realized that the ritual didn't really work because there's actually no dark side energy trapped within the statues. So Komak and Mar- Orla realized that the statues weren't holding the dark side within them. They were holding the dark side on the Amaxine station, keeping the dark side in prison there and trying to warn us that the dark side was there. So basically, so they just took the protection off of the station. That it just,
2: this is like a double
1: whammy of realization.
2: Yeah. This part of the book is where I got excited that I I could see what's going to happen. And I was like, oh man, this is this. I really got pumped.
1: This is between the, um, realizing nan and her guardian were Nihil, and then also this part like that this is when i was like i like went from lounging in the back of my couch so to speak mentally to like getting up on the edge of my seat yeah yeah. right all right let's go here i i can see what's going because you
2: can totally see everything all these things converging and what's gonna happen
1: right so orla comac and wreath the three jedi decide to return to the Amaxine station orla and comac to return the idols and wreath to confront nan and her guardian the jedi council deny the request to return but comac slyly tells wreath that they did not expressly forbid the trip and they they said they didn't tell us not to go they just said whatever anyways they find a loophole and they go
0: and of course
1: right and of <laughs> course they hire the vessel crew to take them back and, and why wouldn't they yeah they've already been there they're friends right, right. and he
2: wants to go back too
1: exactly afi also wants to go back to find more about out about where her parents died so or uh blah blah blah, blah. when they arrive at the station they find a full storm of nihil warships on the other side oh. so they so they have to maneuver the vessel to sneak aboard like i think they're like in a perfect 180 around the planet right, they station. use the
2: silhouette of the station to to hide to
1: hide their ship so uh they all split up again and wreath heads to, to the lower tunnels to look for nan orla and komak take the idols and Affy heads back to the areas with the guilt symbols at the same circular door where Des was lost wreath carefully inspects the inside of the tunnel but the hat slams shut and seals him inside He senses the vibrations and sees the bright light and then the unmistakable electric blue of hyperspace. It's a single-person hyperspace pod. His hyperspace journey doesn't take long, but when he lands, he inspects the pod and station on the unknown planet. He then realizes the ancient Amaxines use them to quickly travel back and forth from the station. Reith then encounters the Drengear. which this is where I was like... Oh no! This has to be where Des is, right? Yeah, me too. So, Wreath then encounters the Drengear, carnivorous sentient plants deeply connected to the dark. Well, side. Well, you
2: know what else? There was a there was a part in the book where um, Affy and Wreath are moving through the uh, the the vines and stuff, and Affy gets scraped, and she gets like super sick yeah so they're all poisonous yeah we 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 learn that these plants are like really poisonous and dangerous and stuff and they're razor sharp yeah right
1: uh so the book describes the drengear as like swamp matter compressed together plated with bark and then studded with horns thorns sorry thorns uh the group of seven drengear that wreath encounters on this planet tells read that the Amaxines built the hyperspace relay in an attempt to take over their planet but the Drengeer quote defeated and devoured them mm, meat and, and says quote we made the station our own from there we planned to wreak havoc on many worlds but then our people fell silent none of them returned in either glory or defeat one of the Drengeer said so the, all the people that they sent to the station just all of a sudden went silent right so Wreath realizes that all of the plant life he saw on the Amaxine station were the other gear made dormant by the ancient idols. Bum, bum, he bow, then re- oh, oh. Right. So he then realizes that the other quote meat the gear we're talking about on the planet is actually Dez. The gear had caged Dez and poisoned him repeatedly to try and get information out of him. The deadly plants then inject Dez with a dizzyingly amount, dizzying amount of dr- adrenaline and force him to fight Wreath to in order to be freed and that's so where Dez is all screwed up yeah yeah
2: that's the uh the foreshadowing that happened before when right. des's uh force force vision
1: right happened. he was in a forest with somebody with a blue lightsaber trying to kill him it was them fighting i think it was wreath's vision but right. still it was it was des being all screwed up right
2: wreath's oh. vision of des attacking him but he couldn't see right. who it was
1: right so back on the station orla and cormac deal with their own drengear a set free after the jedi took the idols however they learned it wasn't the Maxine warriors who used the idols to trap the drengear on the station instead it was the sith of the old republic a shiver crawled up comac's back as he realized what that the drengear must have fought and been captured by the ancient sith if the drengear were kept were deep enough in the dark side to have presented a challenge to the sith themselves dot 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 that means comac and orla are in for quite the fight so orla and comac struggle to fight off the drengear as if they're nearly impossible to kill even with a lightsaber they end up devising a plan to sick the gardening 8T droids on them which gives them just enough time to call on the force and put the idols back in place trapping the drengear again Back on the Drengear's home planet, Reith duels with Des, who's barely lucid. Reith manages to disarm Des and convince him convince the drugged man that he's a friend. They both manage to get back into a hyperspace pod and head back to the station. The Drengear on the planet follow them in a separate pod, and Reith uses his knowledge of the Helix rings and his power in the force to trap and disintegrate the homicidal plants before they can make it out of the pod. <laughs> homicidal
2: plants. They <laughs> yeah. can fight with Des and Wreath. Uh, Reith was super stressful
1: yes i was like oh no because you i think like Red des is going to take his hand off or something like by accident and snap out of it right Or something bad was going to happen for des to get out of the like drug field because he
2: was fucked up yeah, yeah. He, he was, was really messed mess up bad
0: well, it, you know that's the thing that i will say i don't know how much time has passed from the first time they went they were there. And then when they left yeah, and came Coruscant back, like came that back. was like, that was just an unknown time. Right. So
1: Des has been there for a while. presumably. Yeah. I
2: think for me, I, I just thought it was like maybe a week or two. Like it right. wasn't like a month and it wasn't like a couple days.
1: Right. I have no idea. So with the two sets of Drengear taken care of, the Jedi and vessel crew are home free, right? Well, it couldn't be a true high Republic book without a fight with the Nihil, including Nan and her guardian. And because the Jedi and Vessel crew are greatly outnumbered by the Nihil force, they deem, it, they deem it necessary to release the Drengear again so the evil sentient plants can fight the space pirates. And to keep the station out of the hands of both the Drengear and the Nihil, Wreath coordinates the hyperspace pods to launch into the middle of dead space. So both the Nihil and the Drengear wanted to use those single hyper, like one-way hyperspace pods um, to like conquer other planets because they can just jump into hyperspace and go wherever uh, from that launch point. That's right. So, and then all of a sudden, they will just be on a planet somewhere. So, go ahead. That was also a great
2: idea having the um the Nihil fight the drain Gear
1: because right.
2: the Jedi couldn't do it. There's only a couple of them,
1: right? And so the Nihil are obviously going to be screwed up by them too.
2: Fuck, yeah.
1: So. Uh, though the Drengear and IHIL are preoccupied with one another, the vessel crew realizes that the ship is literally tied onto the station through with oh, that's Drengear right. vines. So Wreath, still on the station launching the pods, figures out the answer to why no Jedi can cross the Kyber Arch alone. Wreath has to say had to save his friends if he could, even if it was to cost his own life. So Wreath knows that like you shouldn't cross the Kyber Arch alone. You should try to have someone help you. Um, are always like the moral of the story is like look out, look for help. Don't try to just do things by yourself. So clinging to a service ladder, Wreath opens a giant airlock on the station, causing explosive energy to pull the Nihil and Drengear out into open space. In the moments he believes he's going to die by being sucked out into space, he hits Geode and the airlock slides closed. All right.
2: Boom. What did you guys think of that moment?
1: I was I was crying laughing. I couldn't I was like, this is perfect. This is what Geode was meant to do he brought balance to the force. Right. It was his whole
0: time. He's like, Oh, geodes in a good mood. So (laughs) up until this point, I thought he was just like, uh, he was like a stuffed animal, but like a rock. I thought he was like a pet rock.
1: Yeah. He was was like a real
0: person. Yeah. Yeah, He wasn't like real. And then this made him real. Yeah.
2: That's the whole thing is I didn't, I, you weren't ever really sure if he was like an inanimate object or sentient. And then this happens and you're like, yeah, Yes. And, Geo's Rio,
3: yes. and he's awesome.
2: <laughs> and all he does is hits
1: him. Geodes exactly. literally
2: just standing and there and
1: he, <laughs> he just and Reith, like runs into him. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Oh, it's fantastic. Um so when the vessel gets back to Coruscant, the Jedi and crew all go their separate ways, sort of afi uses her discoveries to report the republic government about the bind guild's use of illegal indentured servitude her foster mother scover bind was quickly arrested
2: see that's what that's where she became a badass right there right she was saw something and was like i'm gonna take her down right which took some balls
1: yeah big time afi's got a cool very like fulfilling character yeah definitely So Dez, whose connection to the Force was broken by the Drengear torture, chooses to take the Barnish Vow and spend years in deep meditation. Orla officially becomes a Wayseeker and buys a ship of her own, calling it the Lightseeker. Geode helped her pick it out, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wreath, a Padawan without a teacher, asks Komak if he would take him as an apprentice, and Komak accepts.
2: Okay. I got chills and almost had a tear in my eye when that happened.
1: Me too. That was such a cool moment. It was so fulfilling because Comat's like, so through his flashbacks, wrestling with like the death of his own teacher and sort of has some self doubts and things like that of his current situation. And then like, he finally comes like when wreath asks him, he's like humbled. Like, yes, I can do this. I am going to teach him. This is going to be great.
2: Yeah. It was so, it just was so sweet. And they both needed each other so bad and didn't even know it until exactly. until that whole thing happened. So
1: good. So uh, the book ends with the Starlight Beacon finally coming online in a celebration featuring Jedi from both Into the Dark and Light of the Jedi. Uh, the opening of the Starlight Beacon opens the Outer Rim to become part of the Republic and acts as a safe way station between the Core Worlds and the Frontier. So, elsewhere in the galaxy, of course, we get a little bit more Nihil. Ah. Nan kneels before the leader, the eye of the Nihil. Martian Rowe. I'm not going to do the impression. No, no, no. So,
0: wait, wait, wait. Can we just start that paragraph over and let just Kitty handle this? Yes. Wait,
1: where are we at? Right here? All all the way at the bottom. Yes. Wait, real quick. All right, 202. I have to pee so bad, I might pee myself.
0: All right, go. (laughs) Go, 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 go. We we won't finish this until you... uh, Fix it in post. Ha. Huh. No way. This is not this is not what we do. The whole purpose of this is so he can do whatever he wants. I mean, I went to the bathroom during this cuz I didn't go during the break but good doing a podcast for 2 hours. Like I had to go. I just had to. You know what but, you my know,
2: mom used to say when I said I had to go to the bathroom? What? She go tight in a knot. Ha.
0: Huh. <laughs> so, here's the thing too is where the Dren gear. Were the villain of this book, but really, truly everything is just bringing us back to the Nihil. And I just feel like there's going to be like the greatest battle in Star Wars history yeah, with the Nihil. And it's going to be crazy. Something else that I've noticed throughout these books is that Jedi really aren't that strong because, you know, all you need is a group of people. Like enemies to overtake one or two Jedi. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah. They're 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 incredibly powerful, but they're not unkillable. Right. That's right. They also I noticed that this this generation of Jedi are willing to die at the drop of a hat to save people.
1: Yeah, they're much more monk like and like committed to yeah. the religion. I'm back, by the way. Um yeah, it's it's they're much more like Especially in light of the Jedi, as they're like a lot of them, like, sacrifice themselves to stop that um, fuel thing hitting the sun or whatever right. it was. Yeah. They're just like, you know, using the force to exhaustion and dying or like flying their um, ships around in a manner and like end up like dying just like in fighting. And they, yeah, like you said, they seem way more willing to die for their cause just because they're so devout to, you know, the force.
2: And they're fucked up. On drugs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, I might as well die. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah, they're listening to like heavy right. metal
1: dubstep. Right. <laughs> That's right. Wait, you're talking about the Run Nihil or the to Jedi? The hills. Oh, I was talking about the Jedi being willing to die. Oh, oh yeah, the Jedi, right. but so are the Nihil. They are the Republic. But yes, on the flip side, the Nihil super because They're on drugs and just they're like Vikings, almost yeah. like space pirate Vikings, just hopped up on drugs and like heavy metal.
2: Also what Marcus, you were talking about the Nihil and the Jedi having a big battle. I'm wondering, Yeah, you were using the bathroom. I I, kind of heard it. I wonder if that is what's going to end the high Republic, like getting their get the Jedi, getting their asses kicked by the Nihil
1: or maybe they like barely defeat the Nihil and they're all like, thinned out or something yeah
2: i'm just wondering what the evolution is going to be for the jedi that puts them think, into the, where we come across them i like,
0: think the end of the high republic is when um darth Plagueis
1: takes over i think that's probably accurate yeah. That's, yeah i wonder like
2: that's interesting i didn't even think of darth Plagueis. you gotta well, read because have you so, read that book
0: so in between episode oh, one and the end of the high republic is like 30 years right 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 or no, it's 400. Yeah. The end of the high Republic. No, the end right. of the,
2: isn't it only 200 years?
0: No, no, no. It's Four well, well, yeah. The there. beginning of the high Republic. Oh, okay. Because, like, but I was pretty sure the, where the high Republic ends to where episode one, this is the way I understood it. Maybe I'm wrong. Fact checkers fact check me. I'm pretty sure the high Republic era ends 30 years later, the episode one happens.
2: Right. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, and if because, if that's the case, then it's basically right where like the Blade play, play Darth Plagueis book starts is when High Republic gotcha. Is, right?
2: Because I know that there, the Acolyte, the the show that's going to be coming out, the uh, yep, Disney yep. Plus show, is going to be the end of the High Republic. That's correct. Hmm, that's interesting. It Would be cool
0: if if the Acolyte was Darth Plagueis. I, I think it is. Oh
2: my god, I never thought of that.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be there. That's gonna be it. And I think the the acolyte show ends with him taking his padawan, which is Papatine. Right. Connection. Sheev. Palpatine. Cool.
1: He's anyway, done. so let's read
0: this last uh, paragraph.
1: Oh. Uh, no, wait. You should read the quote, sir. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll read the quote. I'll read the. <laughs> okay, so else, elsewhere in the galaxy, Nan uh, kneels before the leader, the eye of the Nihil, Marcian Rowe, whose story we get in Life of The Jedi. She tells him that the Jedi killed her guardian and so many other members of the Nihil. She also tells him of the, her fear of the Jedi and the power that they wield. Marcian Roe replies,
2: you are wise to fear the Jedi and the Republic, but they should fear us in return. For the Nihil will be the destruction of the Jedi.
0: That's perfect. And that's how the book ends. Yeah. Right.
2: So good. See, that's yes. the destruction of the Jedi. I mean, that makes sense that the big battle and they're gonna uh, right. I can't wait to see what happens. And we're just in this the beginning of the High Republic. I so so I,
0: I've been doing some research and so we are in phase one of the High Republic. Um, and the next, so I'm going to tell you, so the next book that comes out is on June 29th. So I will be saving my June, uh, audible credit yeah, yeah. for that. Book. Me too. I've got, um, yeah. and this, this appears to continue the main story for the light of the Jedi. So where where light of the Jedi ended mm-hmm. this book picks right up after it. Or maybe like a few months after, maybe a year after who knows. Yeah. But that's the next book also, which I like this release schedule on June 29th. It's race to crash point tower. This middle grade novel stars, a Jedi with an unusual force connection to technology, which I have. So I have all the high Republic books here on hardcover and in audible. And the middle school book was pretty cool. Um Test, Test of, of Courage. courage.
3: <laughs> yeah, I you was actually
0: re- I, I listened to it on Audible. Um and it was re- actually really good. And I'm kind of a, I'm excited for it. Then so then on July twenty second of twenty twenty one, we get out of the shadows, and this young adult novel continues the story of Jedi Knight. Venestra Rowe, which we haven't met her yet.
2: I'm looking at our chart here. We have we not met Venestra Rowe. So that's Markion Rose's daughter? Maybe. Wait,
1: which which bullet are you looking at? What's, 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 well, looking
0: anyway, at so right I'm right gonna right. keep talking.
1: Okay,
3: good.
0: While go. you guys are doing that. So uh, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So that means um Jenna Knight, Vanessa Rowe. Oh, different spelling though. Oh, okay. Yeah. R
1: W O H versus, but
0: Oh, wait a minute. No, maybe, maybe I'll have to read test of courage again because maybe, oh yes. Out of the the story of, well, Justina Ireland is the same one who wrote test of courage. So Jenna Knight, Vanessa Rowe is in test of courage, right? She was the main, um, Jedi Knight. The Jedi Knight, yes. So that's cool. So now that's a young adult novel, right. which that means it's going to get a little bloody. Right. And then the last book for um, 2021, as far as they've said, is Tempest Runner. And this audio, this is only an audio book. And this nov, audio novel explores the Nihil starring Ooh. one of their lieutenants. So
1: it's got to highlight um
0: Oh, and then um, we're getting September 7th. We're getting an original Star Wars, original uh, manga book. So it's going to be anime. Cool. The first one ever. Like a comic, but. Yep. Yeah. And then we're getting a eight by eight storybook. Storybook sees the Nihil attack the Republic fair.
1: Like the the, uh, the core Republic.
0: Yes. It's called Shadow at the Fair. Sweet. I, don't know what this I think is. it's probably a little kid's book. If I yeah, have, I guess. it's cool. With me. I'll get it for the kids. And then um, The Monster of the Temple Peak in Really State Unknown. It'll be a graphic hmm. novel. So that's pretty much what we have. But the next book is June 29th. And that's going to help us kind of tie things together. Yep. Because I don't know if it's like a three-year plan or a two-year plan for the High Republic, but maybe this is the end of fate. Like, these books are the end of fate. Well, this Rising Storm. No, Rising Storm, that doesn't sound like it's the end. This yeah. sounds like it's like the Empire Strikes Back.
1: Right, right. Rising Storm. Where, and, and uh, the Nihil,
0: right. Yeah, the Nihil are going to mess us up. Sorry. Right, no, it's
1: fine. The, um, I'm, I'm really pumped. I want to see, like... The Light of the Jedi ends with Marshall Rowe, t- he took Loden Great Storm as his prisoner. Yeah. It was and he, scary. He knew very scary. And he knew how to keep him there and keep him not using his light side force powers. Cause he he's trapped just to recap, it's like extraordinarily bright. Everything's all mirrored. Um and there he there's like nine cells loden's in one of them and everyone else in there is being tortured constantly they're just regular people being tortured constantly so that he so can like, feel uh, his
2: pain he can feel their pain uh,
1: he can feel all their pain and he can't access like the light side of the force easily it's
2: kind of, it's very interesting yeah and i i i have a feeling
0: that a loden great storm is going to be the first first sith we experience in the books oh shit yeah. I never
2: thought of that.
0: I think Martian's going to like turn him into the dark side. Well, I think uh, I think somebody. I think I don't know if it's Martian is, but I think somebody is a Sith Lord that the Nihil Hiller like in mixed, cahoots with. In cahoots with, <laughs> kind of like in the movie Solo, how like Darth Maul was like pulling the strings, pulling the strings for what was
1: that gang? The Sun Red Sun. No, I forgot. I tried to say it too fast. Yes, but
0: you know what I mean, yes. right?
1: Crimson Suns, Crimson Crimson, suns. Crimson Tide, Crimson Tide. No, Crimson Tide. Something else. That's a movie. Yes, Crimson. I think it's a Crimson Suns or something like that.
2: Crimson.
1: Let's ask the. Let's Google. just go Crimson Tide because
2: it's ridiculously funny. Uh, by the way, I have Test of Courage on Audible. Oh, do we should review that too.
0: Oh, crime syndicate! Oh, No, Uh, what
1: is it
3: called? Look up.
1: Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. Thank you. There we go. I knew it was something with a sun. Dawn. That was close. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah. (laughs) Fastest (laughs) two hand one two fingers in Western Mass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you
0: have test of courage. So it's a it's a slow. It's a kids book, right? But I think it's about like young Jedi. So like hearing, it's like just a different side of the Jedi that you've never got.
1: Cool, yeah. Sweet. Awesome. I'm I'm pumped. Me too. Closing remarks, gentlemen.
2: Oh, um, this has nothing to do with the book or anything, but my birthday is coming up next weekend.
3: What? I'm
2: turning fifty years old. Wow! Happy birthday!
0: Happy birthday! Are you
2: gonna do a big fifty stream? I am doing. I am trying to get Friday off and do Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's birthday stream. Birthday weekend. That's right. I am gonna get cookies. What is your actual birthday? Saturday, Uh, June second. And now, hold on, put seatbelts on your ears because they're about to go on the rides of their lives. It's Nixu's birthday too. Whoa nixu and i both have the same birthday he's gonna so be your birthday is two. next friday is it next friday yeah next friday the fourth so or the next what? Day wednesday is it? it's gonna be next wednesday june 4th june 2nd
1: oh june 2nd oh happy birthday i'm gonna be 50 and the Niksu is gonna be two nice awesome so or 14 in cat years right so we're gonna, or, something or, like so what
0: so which um which weekend is gonna be your
2: big birthday stream party uh fourth fifth and sixth oh, and i've got them. a bunch of giveaways marcus you gave me a code for uh cartel coins i'm gonna give that away uh, I
0: can. I ha, I'll send you. I have a 30 day sub code. I can give you, and probably another couple 450 Sweet.
2: cartel coins. And yeah, i bunch I'll of stuff it. we're gonna give away. So come hang out, and it's gonna be super fun.
0: That's fantastic. Excellent. Okay, so now to the book. What did you
1: guys think? Final remarks um a pot so originally i was gonna have a gripe with the flashbacks but if if it's clear when you're listening see it's tough to listen to an audiobook for the first time right because you're a trying to understand the characters and differentiate them B, you're doing other things that At you're the not same just time. like i'm not like intently listening to it right like when you're like asphyxiation exactly yeah or squanching if you watch rick and morty Squanch. <laughs> <laughs> sorry 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 Okay, so uh, I was going to
3: minus for. Okay. God damn it! Okay, wait, sorry, our- I lost consciousness there
1: for a second. I don't even, I don't even know what you guys are talking. And about. And he's back. So the. <laughs> so, anyways, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like this book more than Light of the Jedi because of the pacing. I felt like the pacing in this is a little bit better. Still a bit of a slow start, but once you hit that point where like. You realize Nan and the grandpa are um, Nihil and then also the Drengear like exist. That's pretty sweet. I think that's when it really picks up and goes from there. I like the character arcs. Um overall I really enjoyed the book. How about you guys? I I really liked it.
2: I um I really loved again the characters, especially the crew of the vessel. I yes. loved Geode. I loved every time that they referenced Geode, it was it was funny. It was light hearted. And and of course Leox and Affy, I loved all that stuff. And just them interacting with each other and the Jedi was really cool. But when they left the station, they went back to Coruscant and all that stuff started to become relevant to the characters and you mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen. I was, I was excited in a way that I have not been excited in a book in a long time. Like I yeah. was just like, you know, what's coming and, and they gave it to you and I, I enjoyed it very, very much. And then of course, when they, at the end, when they go back to Marky on row and, and you just go, Oh, that's Right this is all just one little part of the book I got excited for the fact that we're just starting this this uh, these these collection of works and I can't wait very good I
1: enjoyed it very much me too Marcus
0: I liked the book but it was relieving that we didn't get the five chapter buildup of what the high Republic is. Like we didn't get another Spider-Man origin story movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it was just, okay, we're starting off. Here we go. You already know the, the, the galaxy that we're in. It's a galaxy far, far away, but you already know, we don't have to tell you we're jumping right into it. Yeah. I like that. Um, something that I didn't like about it is I found the book to be scattered. And what I mean by that is I think the placement of the twenty five years earlier moments, the timeline hops, I found them to be just kind of meh. Nah. And, and and that's where I got lost in the book. So and maybe it's just because I'm a simple person and you know, yeah. Like it's not for me, but like I was like twenty five years earlier. No. So should I not even listen to this shit? I it was just like I got lost in it. I got lost once as soon as they said 25 years earlier, that chapter was over and I was I wasn't even I wasn't even there.
2: I feel the same way. I got pulled out of the story when that happened. And I and after on the second reading or the second listening, I I still don't know exactly. I know it was character building, was. but it just seems like it could have just been done shorter and in one section. Well, it fe- honestly,
0: it feels to me like they wrote, Claudia Gray wrote the book and they were like, you need filler. Right. Well, because I the st- if you take out the 25 year earlier sections, the book is fucking awesome yeah. from beginning to end. Well, I
2: know that there were a bunch of rewrites that happened and I wonder if uh. those flashbacks were part of the book that they had, they had taken out. But I agree, Marcus. That's. I think that's the only flaw for me as well. Is that it? It completely threw me off. When so they this would go time
0: back. around, in the this time in the book, every time they said twenty five years earlier, I skipped the chapter.
2: Oh no way. On the, yes. oh, on the reread. Oh, on the reread. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. On the reread.
0: Because as soon as they say 25 years earlier, I just went to the Audible, skipped the chapter, and got right back to the story. The story is fantastic.
2: I tried to gleam what they were going for. I tried yeah, to go back I and lost. figure out what What did I miss. And I don't think I really missed anything except for, you know, um, what is his name? Dez's, or was it? No, Comac. Yeah. his experience which uh kind of made it when him and wreath decided to team up a little bit more interesting but yeah it did every time we got pulled out pulled out 25 years later i felt lost and if you finish listening to
0: it because i'm gonna finish it now because i'm in it um if you just when they say 25 years earlier skip the chapter you're gonna be like the whole book changed huh the whole book's going to change for you because you're not going to get taken out of the story and you're just going to stay in it and you're going to get tense in your shoulders. Um, Kitty, do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can find your awesome stream.
2: You can find me on Twitch at Twitch TV uh, slash Kitty Kisses. You can also find me on Twitter at GM Kitty Kisses. And I am on Instagram now. Kitty Kisses PDX. Come at me, bro.
0: And um, where else can they hear your fabulous voice?
2: They can also hear me on the Utini cast, and you can find that anywhere podcasts are found. Utini cast. Utini cast. I couldn't think of anything to say after that, so meh. <laughs> Utini. What are you guys talking
0: about in here?
1: Find out next episode of Working Working Class Class Nerds.